Hello everyone, we are live here with a special transmission here. Um, we are live here with a special transmission of Real News where we're going to be interviewing a ex-Yao member who we learned, um, we, we got into contact with when we were making videos on the Yao 2 scandal and he's got some pretty crazy stories to share so we're going to talk to him about what it was like working there, working with the people there, what it was like just simply being a part of the organization because it'll be an interesting look inside things so we will dive into that um in this interview and more so uh if anybody's got any questions you can always ask in the chat as always and i'm sure uh you'll be happy to answer them so without further and i'm also joined with sam sam whitfield from the whitfield port uh which you can follow sam on twitter at sam and uh well i forgot your handle again what is it sam at sam w underscore ndc on twitter uh twitter still has not given me at sam whitfield like i've requested uh, and you can follow me on gab and parlor at sam whitfield if you want by the way i just tweeted this out um so hopefully we'll get some uh, you know viewers awesome um, as well yeah, I mean, Parlor is finally back up, which is great. But uh, yeah, you can follow Sam there, subscribe to his channel, subscribe to this one, like and share it, of course, if you want to see more stuff like this, because we're always trying to do something interesting and different. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest for tonight, Hobo Quills. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight, sir. No problem. Do you want people to follow you on any social media channels before we get uh, rolling here? Anywhere you'd like to plug? I don't go on my Twitter, but uh, it's Mr. Quill's Liberty. I've been dormant on a social media. Um, but there's Hobo Quills on Instagram. Um, you can probably find me on Instagram. Um, message, if you find my Instagram, you can message me to, on to go to my Facebook. If you, if you want like something to my Facebook. Gotcha. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you said t that you are a uh, ex-yaller, is that correct? Ex-yaller, yes. Yeah, when, when did you join? When and how did you join the organization, roughly? Well, this was at the time. This was around at the end of 2017, I want to say. At the end of either 2017 or 2018, around that, I think I think it was 2018. It was well, actually no, it was December 2017. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I just had my red quote unquote red pill moment. You know, at the time, you know, um, I, I was I was a graphic design major at Gateway Technical College. Um, oh, nice. So when you get these artsy people. You know, they're they're very they tend to be very very liberal and everything. And at the time, I was apolitical, you know. And at the time, you know, but I know I've I got my red pill moment from um, basically I had this guy in my class, you know, a couple people in my class that would that would go on my Facebook and 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 completely just completely just just freaking write paragraphs to me about how, you know, I was either being pushing sexism or racism or or any type of ism mm -hmm. in the book, all right? And 
this would happen every other fucking day. So, you know, at the time, you know, like I said, I was apolitical and everything. And, um, you know, we got into a big, huge argument. I forget, it was about President Trump, you know. I said, okay, why do you hate this guy anyway? You know, like, like, like he, at the time, he just got in the office. He didn't really do anything, you know. He didn't really, like, he didn't really, like, do anything of, 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 of significance yet, you know. He ain't really, like, like fucking, fuck everything up or anything. And I'm thinking, like, dude, you're just hating this guy just to hate him. You know? Right. And then, you know... We got into a big argument. We stopped talking for a while. And, you know, I decided, you know what? You know, I'm going to start looking up, you know, Trump's rhetoric and Republican rhetoric and everything. And I started to have a realization that it kind of goes with how I was raised. Mm-hmm. The, the values of Christian values, um, you know, basically um being independent small go- small government you know stuff like that um not wanting the government to, to 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 take over our lives and everything you know wanting people to be self-sufficient towels raised you know was raised you know not to want to depend on you should that you shouldn't want to just depend on people your whole entire life so you raised in a very a self-sufficient way, and that kind of is what brought you into right-leaning politics, you know, other than your red yes. pill moment? That was my red pill moment. Interesting. And uh, basically, basically, I called a friend, you know, because he was very, pol- I know he was very political, and he talked about libertarianism. And I said, you know, I said, I want to get into politics, but, like, I, I'm not sure where I lean on a political spectrum. You know, I know people, I, I'm a black guy, you know, so I know people would, would want me to be more to the left. Right. You know, because, you know, identity politics and shit. But, you know, I said, I feel like, I feel like I'm more of a right leaner. He said, he sort of asked me some questions and said, um, do you believe that, that, uh, that the war on drugs, you know, is a waste of time. I said, well, you know, I believe weed should be legal. And yeah, and when I think about it, yeah, I do believe the war on drugs. Do you believe that, you know, um, that that um, all forms of weaponry should be deregulated by the government? And I said, you know, yeah, I mean, I do advocate for the Second Amendment. And I do believe that they're slowly trying to get rid of that you know something like he said um, you know do you think that the government should just be around just to make sure that there's an order and non-aggression mm-hmm. that... just making sure people don't hurt anybody and take their stuff and I said yeah that's something I can get behind yeah yeah and he said you may be a libertarian my friend I said, huh? And I started thinking of, uh, I mean, at the time, I mean, I've heard this name, but I certainly, I mean, I've heard this name affiliated with that, which is Ron Paul. You know, mm-hmm. the Pauls. You know, Ron Paul, Rand Paul. Um, 
I thought they were brothers at first. <laughs> but no, they're father and son at the time. So I started looking into libertarian. It really meant like an indoctrination of free will and all that stuff. Um, I, you know, really started looking into it. And I said, huh, I mean, this is a, a cause I could actually get behind. And this is just a weird, I guess, I, I guess I have like just a weird sort of weird sort of luck a weird sort of fortune because like two days later you know i, I i'm talking to, i I, may, I make another friend that I, that um that has a political affiliation you know that that that, that he he's a black guy and he's in a right-leaning politics he's a straight-up republican and we we literally just was talking about and say um i literally talked about my red pool moment and everything you know, so I go to a cafe to get some lunch. I see a guy, I see guys with this beach ball and say, would you like to sign our beach ball? You can just sign anything you want. You know, any, you can write a cuss word on there. You can, you can, um, you yeah, can we... write anything offensive on there. And I put, you know, uh, there's only two genders. Yes. Yes. And I put, yeah, there's only two genders. Yeah, we, yeah we, we've we done those, too. When I was a Turning Point chapter president of Penn State, we rolled around these oh. free speech balls. I'm sure you did some, too, Sam. Yeah, we, well, I was a, I was a Yale chapter leader uh, at, you know, State College of Florida, and we, we basically did, we did that exercise, and we also, we actually got in trouble for, for that because uh, someone wrote the N-word on, on the ball which you know like we were we were kind of like well you know we don't like listen, it but it's listen, free listen, speech I, and, listen, you know, there's a black guy there's a black guy in the chat you can just say it no kidding <laughs> i'm giving you the pass well I, i'm trying i'm trying to keep sean's stream stream from being popped though too so okay. um yeah youtube I, doesn't accept n word passes <laughs> they yeah, get denied so, yeah, not sadly not. So, but, um, yeah. I mean, we we did the we did the same thing. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it was a beach volleyball. Yeah, because I, I did it when I when I became a chapter two. We did that was our main thing. So I started. Uh, uh, so they told me about Yao, uh, and one of the biggest draws that that drew me to it. I thought it was just gonna be just some some random as you know after school program some generic after school program but they said there's a job opportunity there called operation one at the door where you can travel the country um i'm sure you got you, you two both know what that is yeah oh yes yep it's their door yeah, knocking where you, deployment where you knock doors for candidates yep and you know and you can um and you can actually um you can actually make money doing that. And I'm thinking like, wow, so I can actually, you know, make a make a difference in, in, in a life and actually get paid for it too to make a difference. And I said, yeah, but you have to be like a dues-paying member. And I said, well, I'll pay my dues for as long as I can, I'll do whatever I can just to get myself to that level. And um, I signed up, did the meeting, uh, did all the type of opportunities and, you know, Next thing you know, I was I was at the tabling events. You know, I made a friend. Um, I made a friend who who doesn't who is currently not 
working for y'all anymore, but he was at the time the chapter president. He was a real great, real cool guy, you know. Um, we had we had this uh, this guy who worked at the cafe, the school cafe. We got him to join in. He was a he was a um, a guitarist in one of the local bands in Wisconsin. That's where I'm from, Racing, Wisconsin. Shout out to anybody who's from there. But yeah, he would always play at the uh, at the Lake Michigan Pier, and I would I would see him there, and I got him to, and um, he was, he was a cool guy. Uh, we got this girl, to join as well. And all the people that joined aren't, I mean, really like didn't really go anywhere and didn't really go anywhere. They kind of abandoned it, after a while. But you know, for a while we were just we were cool, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was doing I was doing tabling events and everything, and then uh, I got invited to one of the conferences, um, Yaokan. Mm. Yeah. Same here. Well, yep. Sam actually and... has a funny story about his door knocking experience. Oh, yeah. I got I got I got a couple of, of funny stories as well. Ooh, Sam, how about you tell yours, and then we'll have um Hobo tell his. Well, hey, I, well... I, I kind of want to talk about you know you know, how Yaokan was and everything. Sure. Yeah, we can do that sure. first. Yeah. Yaokan was a, was a very interesting experience. All right. Um, I've noticed, I've noticed, uh, can you guys still hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed the type of people that were there. All right, and that's when I first heard of the term um, creepitarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed I've noticed that the interaction with women there. I mean, I'm I don't claim to be no stud with women, but my <laughs> God, these guys were these guys were just like uh, like <laughs> these guys were, were like it's almost like they've never seen a woman in their life. They're like, oh my God, a female. What do I do? And then they act so awkward and like goofy. Yeah, exactly. It's like goofy. it's like I, I it's like I'm talking to this guy. He, I talk to this guy like 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 you know alone and everything. He's speaking fluently and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I have a girlfriend actually that I met through Yao, and she, you know it was kind of weird how we met because I met her at a Yao meeting, not at a Yao con, uh, thankfully. And she quickly got out of it because she was kind of trying to find a place to fit in, you know, in terms of right-wing politics. And so she, all she had was Yao. And then I brought her to Turning Point, which was at the time pretty good. But, yeah, she had some stories from her experiences at Yao Cons where guys would just, like, awkwardly, like, touch her, you know, or they would say some really vile things. Like, it's bad. Well, and then if I can jump in here real quick, uh, I'm I'm curious, Quills, because I was at YaoCon Memphis in 2019, and one so of the things. I... Oh, really? You you probably you <laughs> might have seen me. You might have seen me then. I was the guy in the wheel, in the wheelchair, um, there. But, um. And anyway, one of the things that happened with with me is so my my friends and I we drove from Florida to uh, we drove from Florida to Memphis 
the three of us and we were in we were in a room together and we we noticed like fairly quickly within like an hour that like even through the walls every sentence would begin with like well as a libertarian i believe well as a libertarian i believe so they <laughs> so they would always preface the conversation with that so what First we ended though, up we we, we, ended, we were both there so you may have saw me i was the big black guy with the maga hat yeah nice. yeah I, yeah i did see you and i was i was the uh I was the handy. I was the guy in the. I was the guy in the green motorized wheelchair. You might have seen me there too. I do but, remember seeing you. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the things one of the things I noticed is they would always preface that with like as a libertarian, and then they would also like yeah again they were just extremely awkward around women there, and uh, yeah eventually what would happen was my buddies and I we started like a drinking game in the evening where like we would have to take like a sip or a shot every time we heard at, well as a libertarian <laughs> and we had to eventually stop because we were like if we don't we're gonna get blackout drunk and you know die of alcohol poisoning or something so guys was... my wi-fi is going in and out hold on let me try to get to yeah Okay, I got it. It should be at full blast now. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, one thing I noticed, and I addressed this in the video, and I kind of hit it head on, is that just the quickest thing I noticed with, yeah, was just the generation, the gender ratio is so bad. I mean, in general, politics is mostly male. That's just a fact, and especially right wing politics tends to be mostly male. But when you go to turning point stuff, when you go to CR stuff, when you go to literally anything, it would be mostly male. But there'd be plenty of females to go around uh like i remember a turning point when we had our first meeting uh for my senior year we had like 60 people come and i think 10 or 12 of them were women but when i went to the yao meeting at penn state it was i think a total of 15 people showed up two of their board members were women and they both ended up leaving and i don't think there's a single person in the member uh body that was a woman i mean it was so bad and i know that the conventions are just as bad and well as we learned from the scandal we know why they come and go pretty quickly yeah so i'm gonna try to get to you know my bad experiences because i feel like we're deviating just a little bit oh um, sure I, kinda wanna, I know i know this is a long journey but i mean we, i want to start i'm glad we could start from the very beginning yeah because Yale has a lot to do where I'm at now, which is Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so, and you, you read that in a message. Right, right. Um, so basically, um, I finally, you know, my, my president, my, my chapter president, um, you know, he graduates and he basically, you know, gets out of Yale. He basically is like, okay, it's been fun, but, you know, I think I'm, I think I've ran my course with this. I want to go into welding and everything. But I think, you know, I wanted to really, after meeting, I mean, the, the people I've met at, at Yao Khan, I mean, I've met, I met Nick Fritas, I've met Ron Paul, and I've met Glenn Jacobs. You know, it's a picture of me with Kane, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> so, 
um, that basically inspired me to say, you know what, I feel like I can actually turn this into somewhat of a political career, which at the time, now in hindsight, I think that was a pretty stupid thought. But at the time, I thought, you know, I was willing to try anything. I mean, because I didn't think, I mean, me living in Wisconsin, the, the market for graphic design was not the best. All right. Sure. So, so I, I, I wanted to try to see if I could use this as a career change. Um, so I, I, I was appointed as chapter president um, once my guy left. And we were doing table events with the same guys and everything. And um, I get a call to, um, to, to join women at the door, which I immediately accept, you know. And at the time, I, I mean, I lost my job at Walmart, just lost my job at Walmart. And I've been working there for four years. Um, and I kind of saw this as a, as a calling from God, if you will. Because you know I'm a Christian, um, to to take this journey. So um, I told my parents about it, and I and I showed them the contract, and they are not thrilled at all. You know, my dad, you know, is is more of a conspiracy type guy. You know, he doesn't like. He, you know, he doesn't like politics at all. He said he thinks they're all swinging for the same team. You know, Illuminati, he believes in the Illuminati and Freemasonry and all that. Yo, nice. <laughs> so, my dad gives me a long talk. Are you a Republican? I said, you know, all this stuff is a game. And he used to gives me the whole nine about that. And I actually, uh, hello, I actually, uh, I fell. I actually come in, you know, and I, and, and I, 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 I'm thinking, you know, I said, Dad, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 20, I'm 23 at the time, or, or I'm, you know, 23 at the time. I said, I can't be in your house forever. I said, I think this is the time where I can use this to get out your house, you know, and everything, and maybe I can, I can make something out of this. And, you know, begrudgingly, he just, he, 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 reluct he reluctantly agrees. And, um, so I, I take the job, I sign the contract, I take the job, um, I scrounge up some money to get myself to Austin, which I go to another Yalcon event. And, um, I have a friend in Texas where, whom, whom I actually met off on a YouTube channel who catches predators, which is so ironic. Um, I made, I, it's so ironic that I met this guy cause he's based in Houston. He runs a channel called predator poachers. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like Chris Hansen style. Yeah. You know, he catches predator and yeah, when I, when I met him, um, you know, he was trying to get me to come to Texas and say, you know, this is a place where I think you, you should move and everything. And, um, a year prior to that, I, uh, we, I took a family trip to Texas. So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to see if I can use that to move down here. 
Um, anywho, uh, I do went at the door, you know. Um, after the after um, after Yalcon, I'm I'm called to do this uh, leadership meeting and everything, and you know I meet I meet some colorful characters and everything. I meet this very 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 cute looking Asian lady. All right, and she she is she was uh smoking hot, you know, and she was just but she she was talking my freaking ear off, you know. Um. Like, like there was times where I just I wasn't <laughs> I literally was blanking out and I'm thinking like holy crap is this girl still talking to me mm-hmm. this whole time I'm like I'm like my god <laughs> like, like yeah she was she she was very young looking but she was 38 years old Whoa. and if you looked at her she you you will not even see it was she a staffer no she wasn't she was uh she she was there for one at the door. Oh shit! So did she volunteer for it as she, just just a civilian? I don't know. I think she. I mean, I don't know how she found it, but she was, she was at the training courses and everything. Huh. Um. After which, yeah, which I can go into after leadership. Um. Um. We went to um to training. Uh, we went to Jackson, Mississippi for training. Mm-hmm. Um. I was in the car with this. With this um with this guy who would actually become an ED and I had some, and this is when I first realized that there are some real creeps in you All right. I mean, um, there was a 16 year old girl that, that, that was in, that was in the Yao, um, the, the second Yao con that I went to in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met her because uh, I met her through a friend who saw my MAGA hat and was talking to me. And um, he brought some friends, and we all went to a strip club. Um, she tried to come with us, you know. Ooh. And I'm thinking, like, okay. Like, she said, you, we, you, could you, like, sneak me into a bar? I said, sneak you into a bar? What? I'm like, no, you're only, I mean, like, like what, you're only 18 or something? I said, no, I'm, she's 16. I'm like, well, no. No, she's not coming with us. <laughs> I immediately said, no, she's not coming with us. Absolutely not. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but she tried to give me the puppy dog eyes, but I said absolutely not. Yeah, I said there's way too much stuff. I, I do not want to be responsible for some shit that that happens. She said, "Uh, you know, and everything." And she was a former. What I found out about her, she was a former Turning Point um, staffer. Oh, as well. Interesting. So she was, a, and so it's funny that you mentioned there's creeps in Turning Point and creeps in Yale. Yeah, I've heard she's stories. She's gonna too. be important. She's gonna be very important later on. Mm. Very, very, very important later on. Um, so going back to Jackson, Mississippi, we're going. We were headed to Jackson, Mississippi to do this training. Uh, I'm in a car with, uh, with you know, a guy who I made, who a friend who I made, you know, and then he he would later be a he would later be an ED. Um, and then it's another black dude who was uh, from from Louisiana, which which is ironically where we were going to be door knocking. This guy was a, a very feminine black guy, one of those flaming feminine guys and everything. And um, it was just something off about him. You mm-hmm. know, I still I have his number. I still talk to him occasionally, and every everything. Um, you'll hear more about him in my in, in a couple of stories but 
you know, um, I, um, we were driving with these guys. I drove eight hours with these guys and everything. And, um, I talked to, I talked to, to, to the, uh, to, to the guy who drew, who's driving us, my friend, um, you know, who was driving us and everything. And I said, oh yeah, you know, um, favorite thing I like to watch is cause, uh, is, uh, on YouTube, you know, I used to watch these these predator catchers on YouTube. He said, "Oh," in a very in a very weird voice. Oh, he said, "Yeah," and I said, "Yeah." You know what they call predators, like sexual predators, like pedophiles in Canada? He said, "What?" He said, "They're called goofs." He said, "Oh, I better stop talking to this girl because because uh, uh, I, I guess that's gonna make me a goof." Fuck. And I said, "What girl?" And I said, "Wait a minute." Ah shit! <laughs> They're like, ah shit! <laughs> what the fuck? It was the same girl that tried to get me to, and, and she was she didn't he he didn't know that I knew her. Oh, the Asian said, lady. Oh, that girl. I said, oh yeah, you may want to start. You may want to pump your brakes on that. You know, she's sixteen. The sixteen-year-old oh. Asian lady, right? Huh? Is the sixteen-year-old Asian lady that you were talking about? No, 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 no. The Asian lady was thirty-eight. Oh, that's right. The one that wants girl, to take this, it to the this bar. Girl, this, this girl was a la- this girl was a Latina, and she was sixteen at the time. Oh yeah, the one that was trying to get you to bring her to the bar, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So he was preying on her. Talking to, he, he was trying to slide into those DMs. Ooh. I mean. I'm like, and, and I saw and I and I saw the I saw the messages and everything. He said, uh, "I said you better pump your brakes on that. She's 16. He said, "Oh yeah, well." Oh, age. That's literally what he said. And how old was he? And, and, and that literally made me most uncomfortable. Oof. How old was he, I roughly? Do. Huh? How old was he, roughly? He was 26. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. So t- a full 10 years older than this girl. Yeah, because the age of consent like, oh, is... Oh, age. I'm like, when he said, oh, age. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my god, that the age of cons- I tried my best to forget to, to, I mean, to 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 not talk about anything involving women that whole trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, oh, I said, no, 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 no. I said, please don't don't go down. I told him like, yeah, don't go down that path, man. Please don't go down that path. Yeah. He said, he sees it, he tries to say, I won't, you know, I, I know, I know, I know. And this, uh, was this your first time doing an Operation Went at the Door, like, this training? This was my first campaign. It was, it was, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That's where I was, uh, that was my first campaign, was in Louisiana. Um, so, so we make it to the training, um. You know, of course he tries to talk, of course this guy is talking to the Asian lady being all creepy with her and everything and you know um i'm just black out drunk you know and shit too man like you first off you know i'm a, I'm a jojo fan and um one of my friends name they they called him dio mm-hmm. so i got incredibly drunk and i said dude can you please say zawawodo <laughs> I said, dude, please say Zawawado, please. I was try I tried for all night to try to get him to say it. I still talk to the guy too. I mean, um very cool guy. Very cool guy. 
you know, um, and everything. And, you know, um, I had fun, I had fun at that training, man. I'm like, we were freaking like, dude, we had this 19 year old dude, man. He was, he was a cool dude at the time. He used to work for PragerU. Nice. Um, nice. You know, and he used to always talk about PragerU and all that shit. Um, he was an intern for PragerU. Um, but he was, Did he ever... I mean, but I, I got this, I got this, you know, wannabe Chad vibe from him, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do have a question real quick. Do you know if he ever met Dennis Prager himself or? or I don't that? know, but he talked yeah, about like, you know, the, he talked about they're very, they're very, uh, they're very on Israel's jock, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. very pro-Israel, extremely pro-Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, yeah, very uh, true. But I, let me talk about my roommate. Oh, boy. Okay, so, uh, you know, I talked about the guy who I wanted to see, Zawawado. Straight-up Republican, Filipino guy, very cool dude. You know, I hope to meet him because uh, I know he's in California. Um, I, very, I really hope to meet him. Um, in person again. I've been trying to set up a way because I have a girlfriend in California as well. Um, but um, the other guy was a full, was a full on alt right guy, a mm. full on white nationalist. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and he was cool, you know. I was I was drinking beer with this dude, but then I, I didn't even know he was a white nationalist at the time until like the very next day. How did you find out? And I said he talked. Uh, he talked about how Yao uh, tried to bite. That he tried to talk about like a, some Yao invited some outrider named Augustus something. Augustus, uh, not ringing any bells. I know Yao tried to invite Richard Spencer at one point or one of their chapters. Yeah, tried that to. him too. And I said uh, like, yeah, well, you know. I'm not an outrider. You said, well, you know, I am. He said, I, I thought he was joking. He said, no, like, seriously, like, I'm an actual, you know, I actually believe that, you know, we we need our ethnos, that, that we actually need our ethnos state. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, really? Like, you for real? He said, yeah. Serious look on his face and everything. Like, this guy's got to be joking. He said, no, I mean, you know, I mean, what? No offense to you and everything it doesn't mean I, I hate you or anything, but you know, naturally, and you're you're an exception, but naturally your people have like lower IQs. It's just like it's statistically, oh my god! Oh, fuck! <laughs> I literally laugh at the guy. I'm li- I literally just couldn't say anything. I literally just kept on laughing, and I and I literally just was like, I just, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going downstairs to go to go to the trainer and everything, and you know. That's just, uh, that was just that at the time. I just left it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude, man, this dude was, was, was just straight up clowning during the training and everything, was, was joking with Grice and everything. And when I first met Grice, it was at, it was actually at the Yaokan in Memphis when I told him that I signed up for OWD. And I just got this, this, this con artist vibe from Grice immediately. Like immediately after meeting him, like I, I'm, I just look into his eyes and think like, uh, thumbs off. 
Mm-hmm. Something is off right here. Like I something in my spirit just tells me that this guy just doesn't have my best interest. Alright, and listening to him do the training and everything, you know. You know, he just he, his voice just sounded like a complete jackass. Alright. I mean it was just it was yeah, I just like felt like uh like I really just don't wanna like I was, I was having second thoughts every time I, every time I looked at his face, I was having second thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Did um, you have any bad? Also, yeah. There's one part Christ? that I skipped over. Actually, after the after the second Yao Khan, I did actually go to the headquarters and do a phone banking thing. So I got paid a little bit extra. Um, I did a phone banking thing for um for Shreveport. Um, for a Shreveport election, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's actually how I first met Grice, and um, I met my first other EDs, Michael Anderson and Grayson. Um, Did you have any cool bad ex- experiences with Grice at all, or have any incidents with him? Uh, well, not outright incidents, but but um, I I've, I have worked closely with Grice before. I'll get to that. Um, it actually, I, the, the story, I, there's actually a story after I get to my, um, after I get to my, you know, stories in, in, uh, Louisiana. Sure. Sure. Well, so we go to Louisiana. Um, you know, I'm in this, uh, I'm in this, uh, you know, in this Airbnb. It's pretty nice. All right. It's pretty nice. It has uh you know, it had a garage with a pool table in it, you know, and a spare bathroom and everything. And um, you know, problem is it was just so many people in there. All right. So I room with my Filipino friend Dio. I still try to get him to say Zawawado, just as a joke. It was just basically a running joke. <laughs> I slept on a bed, he slept on an air mattress. Um when I first did knocking doors, um, the first day I knocked doors, I had the police call on me. Uh, like I literally like get done with a with, with a book, you know, because we have these things called books. We go on this app called i360. Yeah. We click on the book and it shows like the neighborhood we knock in. Yeah, the workbook. Yeah, this is this. I have my I have my va- I have my uh, my vest on. I, I, I I'm dressing like a straight up prep khakis vest. You know, T-shirt, everything, just just so I can look the part. Sh- clean shaven. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not good at appearances. All right, but I tried my best with this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried my best with this one. You know, you know, shave, sh- trimmed my beard down to as much as I could, and everything. You know, made sure I got a haircut before I got out get out there. So that was that was even better. Um. I go in, I, I knock on these doors. These people don't want to see me. <laughs> these people like, like are immediately like, mm-hmm. like afraid of me and everything. And then uh, when I knocked on the last door in a book, I knocked on this door's book. And she says, and I said, uh, you know, hey, I'm just knocking doors for, uh, for you know, I'm campaigning for Kirk Williamson and everything. She says, no, you need to get the fuck out of my, get the fuck off my porch. And I said, okay. <laughs> put the put the literature on the on the door and I literally leave out. So I'm literally calling my driver 
which is the the the, the dude who worked for the Prager U guy, for dude who worked for the Prager U guy. Um, you know, he's taking a while. So I literally just like I'm I'm tired because it's hot in Louisiana. You know, I'm from Wisconsin, so you know, we're used to it being cooler in that time of year. But yeah, it was hot. You know, I was like, I was just hot. You know, so I sat down for a little bit. You know, I go on my phone, and the next thing you know, I look up, and there's there's a police car. I said, oh, oh, a police car. I said, oh, another police car. Oh, four police cars. I wonder who they're at. after, and they stop right in front of me. <laughs> I said, oh shit. <laughs> One guy. And it was a, it was a black it was a black guy who came out and said, keep your hands where I can see them, sir. And I said, okay. He said, no, no, you don't have to put them up. Just keep them where I can see them. I said, okay. <laughs> He said, uh, so what you doing out here? And I said, oh, yeah, well, I'm campaigning for, you know, Kirk Williamson. Uh, you know, I, I literally just go through my entire spiel and give him the literature and everything. He said, oh, well, uh, yeah, we got a call saying that you knocked on somebody's door. Um, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people in this neighborhood, they don't like like it when when seeing you knock when you just run some random guy just knocks on people's doors. Yeah, I, I know what he was getting. I knew exactly what he was getting at. Exactly what he was getting at. He was he was trying to say it. He was trying not to say it, but I'm like, he said, "Listen, but I mean, but what all I heard was, listen, buddy, it's a white neighborhood. <laughs> it's a white neighborhood, and people don't want niggas knocking on it. People don't want people knocking on their door." We can center that out. Sorry about that. That's okay. No, no, it's okay. Well, I've been told that before when I was door knocking for Trump in 2020, we've had a few neighborhoods where people, we, I had the cops called on us, I think twice by neighbors that got spooked because they were just like, oh no, people are random, people are knocking our doors. Um, so maybe it's different in this case, but that's I've run into that too. So yeah, I call my driver. My driver is looking like, has the biggest oh shit look on his face <laughs> ever. He like, dude, dude, so what the fuck did you do? I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. He said, dude, there's five there's like five cops here. <laughs> I said, dude, I I don't know. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I just sit in his car, we're just awkwardly <laughs> and he calls the um he calls our ED and everything. We were just awkwardly sitting there like, dude. I should, I should go home right now. I should go home right the fuck now. <laughs> but I'm like, man. He said, no, man, this is uh this happens common. This is common. I said, this is common. <laughs> I said, what? I said, man, you know the type of, you know the times we living in, buddy? But um, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, Jesus, 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 do not let me get shot out here in Louisiana. So uh, home living, home living was a uh, was a little bit out there. Um, I'm a guy who sweats a lot, especially in the heat. So you know, I know that I'm gonna have uh, some perspiration issues and everything. But by God, people were hogging that shower like it was. People were hogging that shower. There was, there was, there was somebody who was in the shower for like a solid fucking hour, and everything. And I'm in the morning, and I literally had to switch to taking my showers at night because yeah, I got complaints about a smell. 
I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, please, 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 I want to leave the best of impressions on here. But um, they eventually uh, started switching people to different Airbnbs and everything. And uh, that's when I met, you know, this one guy from New Jersey um, who was uh, basically a punchline. <laughs> um, this guy likes to talk, lo- loves to talk. All right, loves to talk. All right, and. And, you know, and he loves, like, women, all right? He loves women, and he proposed that that me, my Filipino friend, and him go to a strip club. So when we both, when we first got paid, I went to the strip club. Um, he finds this, this, this crazy Cuban fake tits having, having, uh, stripper to give me a lap dance and I can seriously just smell the plastic on this woman <laughs> it's like by god like, like 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 I'm trying to be nice but I'm like get the fuck off me <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm literally thinking like get the fuck off me right <laughs> now and everything and you know I know that I was sleeping on an air mattress and my back was hurting so I I, I go to to get a massage, we look for massage parlors. Oh, you're gonna love this story. We look for massage parlors and everything, and it um, was... we find one. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. You yeah. find one. Um, and you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna get me a massage. Let me see how much it costs, and everything. And um, you know, it was about like forty bucks, um, for like a for like sixty minutes. Well, so which is which isn't bad. I've heard worse, to be real honest. So you know, I shout out the forty bucks, um, and you know, it's just it's this old Asian lady that comes in there, and she rubs her back, say, "Okay, lay down." And you say, "Wait, wait, wait, get up, get up, get up." She said, "One fifty, one fifty for this," and she grabs my junk. She literally, Hashtag me <laughs> she too. literally grabs my junk. Said one fifty for this. It's a whole handful of my freaking junk, and she's jer- and she's shaking it around in my pants. And I said, wait, wait, what? I said, what? What are you doing? He said one fifty for this, for this, and she's making the the the, the jerk motion. I said, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. There's clearly been a misunderstanding here. She said, wait, 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 wait. wait. And we, we, you need release. You need release. <laughs> and I said, well, wait, wait. I said, wait, no, I, I need a different type of release. I need a massage. She said, wait, wait, wait. Black woman. Black woman. I said, black woman? Yeah, black woman. She literally storms out. And I said, and I, for a moment, I was thinking, all right, let's think about this. It was this uh, black woman that came out and she said, hey, what, what's going on? What's going on? I said, listen, I thought this was a legit massage parlor, all right? I didn't want this at all. And she speaks very fluent Chinese to the guy, to the, to the girl. And she tells me, tell, she, they tell me to get the fuck out. I said, no, 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 get out, 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 out. And I literally just, I literally book her out of there. And I said, I said, well, I said, well, what happened? She said, that's not a massage parlor. 
It's a brothel. <laughs> it's a brothel. Oh, and God. man, they freaking let, they freaking never, they never let me live that one down. You can talk to Dio today and they never let me live that one down. They were laughing at me all fucking night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I got molested by a 70 year old Asian woman. That's your Me Too moment. That's my Me Too moment. <laughs> Hashtag Gal Too. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Gal Too. <laughs> well, that was a traumatizing moment to me. I still haven't been to a massage parlor since. <laughs> well, you said. Not here either. You said like, you I had some other stories of some incidents that happened with Yao, though, when you were down there? Um, I could, uh. Fast forward to um to um when we got um actually yeah I did actually get shot at. What? I legit got shot at actually in on a campaign. <laughs> it was just one. It was a warning shot, but it was way it, it was right. I felt the wind over my head. Jesus. Um, let me tell you how it happened. All right, so um I I I, I go to um I get switched to the rural districts. So I have to basically ride with somebody to, to, to um, this is at the end of the election too. So, you know, they basically, numbers were, were not a problem. You know, getting your quota was not a problem. You know, you only had to hit a hundred doors, but after that, well, if you're in a rural district, they ain't going to give a shit. So they said, um, they sent me out in a rural district and, um, <clears throat> you know, they, you know, a lot of these country folk, they have, they loose ass dogs. All right. Mm-hmm. So we go, we pull into this, uh, we try to find a house. We pull into this, uh, other, other yard and everything. And the dog is jumping all over our car and everything. And like, it really wants us. It, it was friendly. It was just a little dog, but I could see the little cute little smile on his face. I'm like, and everything. And we was trying not to hit it and everything. It kept going behind the car. And he said, I don't want to hit this dog. I don't want to hit this dog. Can you check to see? Um, if, if he's behind the car. So I went out and I checked and I saw the dog literally runs past me, jumps in the car. I said, oh shit, 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 shit. And he's like looking all over my, my driver. I said, I, I literally take it out. Next thing you know, I hear a pow, shoo. And I literally drop the dog and I book it to, to the car. <laughs> I said, wait, we're not trying to take your dog. And a neighbor, and like, there was like a couple people out there. So are they shooting over there? I said, yeah, the, yeah, dog jumped in her car and I took it out and I thought I was trying to take their dog <laughs> and we literally just we, we there's this thing we do in houses called pruning and that's when a when I if a house is too far off the grid or if it's too or if it's too far away from the other houses if you have to go too far you just mark it out yeah yeah so we call it we call it pruning and we pruned the rest of those <laughs> we pruned the last 10 of those houses like we're not even gonna try to find this one <laughs> And we got the fuck out of that place. Um. So yeah. Um, my God, the election party though. The election parties were good. All right. Um. Election parties, I had fun with. Um. I, I had fun with um because it, it was that it was at this um this brewery, so you basically got to sample all these types of beer and everything. Mm-hmm. And um. I took I took a picture because it was nothing but 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 white people there, 
so like like I took a picture, you know, with, you know, with the um, with all the um, people at the election and everything. And my friend, my black friend on Discord, made a meme out of me and called it "Get Out to Electric Boogaloo." <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's when, at the end of the election, um, we were told that we were going to do a petitioning event for Grisis Company in Ohio. Um, Ohio was was way more different than than um, than Louisiana. Um, people there were way way more cutthroat. You know, he was. They were way more cutthroat. You know about getting your quota. You know, um, you had to get at least at least. Uh, 50 I think at least 50 petitions a day or they will they'll can you but nobody hit the quota all right but they kept pushing I say oh yeah you you guys got better get your numbers up or you're you're gonna get fired and everybody was like having like anxiety field attacks I almost just left exactly I, I did not have a good experience in Ohio at all mm-hmm. um you know I, w- I was stressed out all the time because I think he's, he's just gonna send me the fuck home, you know, for not for not hitting my numbers and everything. Nobody hit fifty. Couldn't nobody hit fifty um, petitions at all. I think I think it was probably the the intern, the the pranker you interned. Um, he he could hit fifty. Nobody else could, and everybody was like just everybody was like freaking out, you know. I'm talking to my driver and everything and said, listen, man, this is, this is like, I don't like this at all. I do. They're, they're freaking expecting too much out of us, you know, and they're treating us like, you know, we're like, 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 like we're, we're just nothing. You know, I feel like I'm being treated like we're, and uh, the driver said, the driver tried to be positive, but he, he, he eventually said, you know what, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like we're getting yelled at every time we don't we don't we don't hit the numbers and everybody's not hitting the numbers. We got to, I mean, dude, we have to find a, a a different type of tactic and everything. I mean, I called my ED and tell him I was about to quit, um, and he 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 told me to tell him that he was gonna quit that the um that the, the driver told me to tell him that he was gonna quit too. Um, you know, he goes into a big spiel like, listen, you know. Listen, everything's gonna be okay. All right, just just do what you can. I know it seems like we just we just want we just want to push you to go to get better. You know. So I ba- I basically push forward. My driver eventually quits. Um, I could talk about the Airbnbs as well. Um, there, I mean, they put me. At first, they put me in this bigger Airbnb, which was kind of like like a frat house. It looked like it felt like a frat house. Um, you know, I was smoking weed with this one guy and we were, we were having fun and everything, but then they switched Airbnbs and I had to go with, uh, this little small skeleton, well, this, this little small cramped, um, Airbnb where basically, basically, um, it was so cramped that I had to sleep in the kitchen. I had an air mattress in the kitchen. It was, uh. It was it was just uncomfortable to stay in, you know. Like, like extremely uncomfortable to stay in, and I just did not want to. 
and I, I, I was just pissed, you know, I'm like, 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 why are we getting this small ass Airbnb and, you know, these other guys are getting like the, the good Airbnbs and everything. But, um, you know, <clears throat> this, uh, me sleeping in the kitchen arise to a lot. People were, were, people started spreading rumors about me. Um, I don't want to go into what those rumors were, but, um, Mm-hmm. It involved me. It involved like saying that I, I was doing inappropriate stuff to myself in the kitchen, right? And like, apparently, it spread throughout like a, a lot of the the office. I found out this much much later, since that day and everything. But um, I was told after that campaign that that um that, you know, I was going to be, I and a couple of other people were going to be sent home because there wasn't going to be enough room for the Virginia trip. And um, I just basically, I, I was sad and everything because I basically had to go back to not having a job um, and everything. And I felt like I was basically brought back to square one. So, um, you know, I go back to, I go back to trying to bring back the Yao chapter. Like my my um my st- my state chair at the time tries to get me to bring back the Yao chapter. There was no bringing that shit back. Uh, everybody done moved on. Everybody was just was just not interested. I I could only get one guy to come to the meeting. That chapter was D A D E A D dead. All right, dead as a doorknob. All right, that chapter died. There's no bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I fall into this deep depression and everything. Um, I feel like I, I've been abandoned and everything. And and um, fast forward to I'd say about December, late December, I get the call to go back out there. Um, and uh, it was in te- this was this time it was in Texas. Um, so I go to another Yaokan and I've realized that all Yaokans are fucking the same. <laughs> like do basically the same shit beat by beat. Um But yeah, I started to realize some some very weird things about people then. Um yeah, I really started to re- realize some very weird things. Um I've seen I I've, I've seen a lot of uh a lot of guy, a lot of guys, you know, um, like, like rubbing on on the shoulders, rubbing on the women, and everything. Um, I'm starting to see, like, yeah, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see a little bit of some shit here. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like rationalize and everything. What the fuck's going on? But I started spending more time just, I, I try not to interact with anybody. I, I, I refrain from interacting for, with anybody until like nighttime you know right and something like okay you know what what the fuck's going on all right this is this is weird this this is not what i this is like i, I haven't seen this before so i'm making like okay um I, I smoke you know i smoke cbd you know which is basically hemp i would smoke these cbd cigarettes and that's how everybody in the aisle loved me because i always had access to those I always get CBD cigarettes. Oh, let me get let me get one of those. Like, what are those? Is that weed? 
I said, no, it's just hemp. So does it get you high? No, it just makes you, makes you, you know, makes your body, you know, loose. I said, dude, let me get one of those. Let me get one of those. And that's how I became, I, I kind of became popular with a couple people in, you know, because of that. But, um. Yeah, libertarians like their weed and their THC and CBD. Yeah, so I, I became, you know, I met the, I, I met a guy who, uh, who actually, um, I would, I still talk to to this day. Um, he run, well, he runs like a couple of energy companies and everything. He was convincing me to come to like, he was eventually saying like, Texas has the greatest job economy. You know, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities here. Even if you're struggling, you know, you'll still have an opportunity to make money. So I'm like, I think you should consider moving to Texas and I'm going everything. And he, and, um, I said, yeah, she, I'm, uh, maybe I have, I, I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to try to like, like, like get like a future in Yale though. And he said, like, he would tell me that like, yeah, was like, you know, really not all it's cracked up to be and everything, you know, I said, there is some, there, there is some shit that goes on behind the scenes here. I said, things I won't, I, I mean, I'm trying not to talk about, trying not to say too much in front of everybody because I don't want anybody hearing us, but like, dude, the shit that goes on behind there behind the curtains man i mean you know it's just it, it will make you change your mind about doing that mm-hmm. and i'm like and i'm like you know so a couple people did hear a couple people did hear us you know and you know i got looks but they didn't look like they didn't they didn't they, they didn't look like they want they, they wanted the couple this was the higher ups they didn't look like they want to step in and defend <laughs> defend it though no. yeah you know it's almost like, it's almost like uh, there was some truth to what he was saying, because this was right in front of, of, of some of the higher ups, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Bryce and Cliff and how they're shady people and everything. They didn't step in, and I know they heard us. They didn't step in at all. Right. They didn't step in and defend them. They was they would they didn't say anything. Something like, oh my god. You know, with this, I mean, if I come in here and I do this, this job, you know, I think I'm just going, I'm just going to do this job and try to move, try to save up money. Because they wanted me to try to work all the way to election time. This is before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Um, This is right before. This was in January of 2020. Um. I campaigned in Louisiana in September and October of 2019. So this is when shit was, was about to hit the fan and everything. So basically, you know, um, before I, I went out to that campaign, um, my dad said, you know, you can't come back home. Um, you can't come back. You can't come back home. You are going to have to try to make it out on your own. Um, I said we think that 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 this is a this would be a good opportunity, you know, for you to try to at least make something of yourself. You know, you're almost 24. You know, and we don't we don't necessarily like you doing this, but we feel that you know you're trying to go out on your own. I feel like you. Know, we want you to to at least try to learn, you know, life life skills. 
on your own. So, so when you when you if you when you take this trip, you can't come back here. And I felt hurt, you know. I felt hurt by it, and I felt. And this was like like a couple of days before I was going to go out. So I felt just this raging anxiety, you know, being out there by myself, knowing that there's no net to catch me. You know, knowing that there's no, um, knowing that, that I have, have nothing to, to fall back to, you know. Um, I've never lived on my own before. And I was scared. And I told I told my ED and I told my ED and I told Grice, and Grice put his hands on, on on my shoulder and said, "Listen, listen, man, just do good with us. You know, we got you." And it was, and again, remember I told you there was something off about Grice. Mm-hmm. I felt I, I felt it so much there. I felt it so much there. You know. You know. Um. Yeah, he's using your vulnerability of, you know, trying to find a job to lure you in and keep you in. Yeah, it's just like I felt it so much there. You say, hey, man, you, know, you look good, man. You look good. You, man, you look you lost some weight and everything, trying to hmm. such a current such a current artist way and everything. And I just felt uneasy that whole where I felt, you know, I was having fun last time. I just felt very uneasy. You know, very, very uneasy. Um, so, I campaign in Texas. Um, this is in Breckenridge. Well, this is in Breckenridge, Granbury area. You know, the boonies. The freaking, the freaking bumfuck nowhere of Texas. All right. And I, when I, when I was, when I, when I, when I was at home. When I got sent home from the Ohio trip, you know, I was told that, you know, about the rumors, that there were rumors about me and that there were like horror stories about me. So I just decided, okay, so I'm like, I guess people, I guess people don't like my personality or anything. So I went the extra mile and I, and we were in a trailer park with the patio, right? Mm -hmm. So to, to not bother anybody. I literally slept out in a patio outside, literally outside. And even when even when it snowed and it got down to thirty degrees, I slept outside. <laughs> I just brought this big ass heater, and then just bought like two covers, and slept outside. So, um, people were quitting left and right. All right, there was this girl who came in, um, who 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 came in and was pissed that that we were we were staying at a trailer park and before we even started the campaign she just said you guys are toxic you guys you guys don't care about us she leaves all right and then um we <laughs> we got this one guy all right this Tennessee fellow and everything you know, he's chilling around, you know, because um, we go to one of the air other Airbnbs because we're splitting the two groups, right? And um, we're ba we basically, this guy basically um, is talking about, you know, 
getting girls on Tinder and everything. And one guy says, uh, "Oh, I got a, I got a girl, um, but she's that was pretty, but she said she was 15 and everything." And then the dude basically says, uh, "Oh, go for it, dude. If it bleeds, it breeds." What the fuck? Fuck. Everybody froze. <laughs> How? I mean, you know. How nobody thought about beating the shit out of that guy that day is a mystery to me. Um, and then the very next day, I have to drive. He he's scheduled to stay at our B, our Airbnb, and guess who has to drive with? Who has to ride with him? This guy. Yeah. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. So I'm literally like, dude, it's literally a freaking awkward ride and everything. This dude's talking about, oh yeah, you know. We all got demons and everything, you know, and everything. This dude is driving like a complete retard. I don't even drive. I don't. I've never got my license. I'm gonna try to get my license sometime this year, but I don't drive, and I believe that I could drive better than this guy. All right, he was veering off the road. He was. He he even like stopped. He said, "Hold on, I'm having a diabetic attack." Got some crackers. I'm like, God, get us, get us to this Airbnb safely right the fuck now, and everything. And um, we finally make it to the Airbnb. I freaking, I'm, I'm freaking. You know, I'm still freaking out from the be almost being practically homeless thing. So I'm drinking every day. You know, I'm basically you know getting some cheap. One dollar King Cobra type booze and everything, and I'm just knocking them back. This dude made me drink even more. I had to switch to four locos with this guy. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy, man, was just saying some crazy shit. Um, so he's talking about, I'm not gonna make it to the next day. Um, hold on for a second. Just give me a second, okay? Yeah, no problem. So it sounds like Yal just doesn't have a uh, sexual assault problem. It sounds like they have a pedophilia problem because this is the second case um, that Quills has mentioned. The first one he mentioned, I think you missed it, Alex, was he was in uh, the car with somebody and he was talking to them about how one of his favorite YouTubers catches predators. And the, one of the guys he was talking to about it basically low-key admitted that he was talking to a 16-year-old girl and the dude was 26 years old. That's nasty. Um, yeah. that, that's not surprising me with Yao, though. And the fact that this guy, like the guy he was just talking about, it's not only... I think... Uh, are we ta- are we ta- Were we talking about the same guy I was driving with? Uh, Was it the same guy? There was the, the 26-year-old dude that was trying to, you know, slide, was slide into the DMs at 16-year-old. And then there was this new case you mentioned. Yeah, this new case, but... The 26-year-old. You told me the 26-year-old, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I was explaining to Alex. Um, oh, okay, 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 story. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought I thought you you heard of a case. I thought you heard of a case. So somebody this, was doing that. So this diabetic guy, he was he was also a pedophile, and he was pro- was he obese as well? <laughs> obese, wore glasses, oh, mustache. Oh, God, is a pedo staff? <laughs> 
Was he driving yes. a white van? No, no, it was like a small car. I forgot what color it was because it was nighttime. Jeez. But <sighs> guess who had to drive me to my first book the very next day? Mm, that was you again, I bet. You were stuck in that car with them. Yep. And out of nowhere, well, he heard, I guess he heard about, about the YouTube channel I was affiliated with called Predator Poachers. He said, I heard about your, uh, heard about the YouTube channel you're doing, and I got to say, you're doing good work, you know, pedophiles are a cancer to, to us all. And I'm thinking like, nigga, and you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, but that's going, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I got emotional. Dude. <laughs> really? He doesn't like competition. I'm like, dude, really? I said, yeah, and I, I know, I know you, I know you heard about what I, I know you were there when I said that thing. I said, but you know, let me ask you something. What's different between a 15 year old? What, what, what what's going to be different about that 15 year old when she turns 18? And I'm like, oh my god, this mother, this motherfucker's not trying to debate. This motherfucker's not going to try to debate me right now. He's trying to convert you. I said, dude, I mean, a lot of mental, I was saying, I was telling them like, okay, a lot, a lot mentally they have to develop as well, you know? Um, and it's just not, it's, it's not going to affect them well mentally if they're being taken advantage of by, he said, oh, okay, okay though. But you know what though, you, you think that, you know, you know, women, they develop, you know, at a certain age, right? I said, yeah, but I'm like, dude, we, it doesn't mean that we should raise the age of consent and everything. I'm like, oh, you ever try to look at a, a sixteen-year-old, and you think she was hot? I'm like, well, I mean, no. I mean, I mean, you can't really, you can't really think about. I mean, you can't really think about it that way because, like, dude, they're not mentally developed, and everything. I say, yeah, but you, but you know, I mean, but let's say you didn't, you didn't, you didn't know her age right when you saw her, but you saw her and she looked good. I'm like, well, that's different. You know, you didn't know the girl's age, but if you know the girl's age, doesn't matter how she looks. She's still a 60-year-old girl. You know, you're not supposed to do that. But don't you think that the age of consent should be lower? You know, uh, like, Jesus. Well, I'm like, well, no. I, if anything, I think it should be kind of raised because I'm like, you know, like, like still a 16-year-old. I mean, if you make the, the age of consent to 16, you know, you're, people going to, I mean, people going to say, try to bang 50-year-old, say, oh, she's almost 16. And then, like, they say, no, I'm not talking about 16. I'm talking about 13. The fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? Are, are you kidding me? I'm like, uh, you were. I'm thinking, like, buddy, you were lucky you were driving right. <laughs> like, you were lucky you're driving right now. Oh my god! And I had god. to get to the book. Um, I can't, I can't understand those people who like want to bang like teenagers and stuff. Like, after being an adult, like, you know, why would you even want to talk to someone like that? Like, oh, we they'll be talking about they're going to the mall and like drama and shit. Like, fuck that. I'm like, buddy. I'm like, dude. I'm like, please. And then, and then he mentions the one hot topic that will piss anybody who's debates with these type of people. He mentions the age of consent in Japan. What is it there? It's supposed it's it's supposed to be thirteen, but no. It's a common misconception in Japan. 
Japan is 13, but they can they only they have to have sex with somebody in their within their age range. All right? An adult cannot have sex with a 13-year-old still. Okay? That's the misconception. All right? If it's a 13-year-old and another teenager that that's around what 2 to 3 years, mm-hmm. that's legal. If it's a 13-year-old and a 30-year-old, that's still as illegal as it is in America. But this dude mentions that. Oh yeah, the, the, the age you can Japan, thirteen years old. You know, they let the kid, they let their kids have sex at a young age. I'm like, oh, so what? So what's the difference? I'm like, oh my. I said, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. You really need to think about that. That society, society, you know, should not be able to judge when when a kid is ready. He sounds like the type of guy who watches hentai. I'm like, dude, get me the f- out of this car. Get me out of this car. Get me out of this car. Get me out of this car. He drops me off at the book. All right? And I hear that he quit on the chat, too. That he just quit. Like, after dropping me off, he quit. Hmm. So I'm thinking, like, thank God. You know? Um, but that pretty much made our our crew into a crew of, of three people. Of only three people. So he basically was working a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. He basically had to cover so much ground, and I became one of the top three door knockers in the um, in the country, nice. in, in, in all the campaigns. Something like, oh, okay, you know, I was cheating a little bit. <laughs> I was skipping some doors. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not with them now, so I can admit that I was skipping some doors. Hey, we all do. Oh yeah, every, oh yeah, everybody does that shit. Yeah. All right, we have a thing. If there's no if there's no car in the driveway and the lights are off, we're we're not going we're not knocking that fucking door. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was skipping doors. Everybody was skipping doors like a motherfucker. There's no way they could monitor it. So yeah, you know, I was hitting our takes were very low, but I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, fuck those takes, fuck our surveys. We're, we're top three. We're doing good, you know. Um, so, so what can I? So let me uh, ask something real quick, if I may. Um, so they were having you canvas in mostly like really rural. rural um, I hope I said that right. Rural, yeah, mostly uh, rural areas, country area. parts. We were okay, we, but they, but this this part like Mineral Wells, Texas. Like we went to Mineral Wells, Texas. They had some neighborhoods there, um, so they took up there. So they know that I don't drive and I'm, that I was a walker. So they had our driver go out there and hit the rural areas. And then, well, the the reason then, I the reason I ask, and I'm about to kind of divulge uh, something here. Um, so yell wanted me to actually do OWD, it's um, Operation Win at the Door 2. Now, um, keep in mind, I'm I'm in a wheelchair, so I, you know, I kept telling them that, like, there was no way I could, you know, do that, and, like, I even put that in my application when I first you know, join that like, yeah, I can, I, you know, I can phone bank and whatnot. Uh, but you know, I can't, 
I can't travel and I can't really door knock unless it's in Florida. Um, you know, and even then it has to be like relatively, I wouldn't say urban, but you know, I can't do like backwoods stuff, obviously. Um, you know, and still they kept like wanting to send me to like, you know, Minnesota and Nebraska. So, um, yeah. Yao's yeah, very aggressive and harassing, which which is gonna be yeah. Yao Yao harassed harassed you to do that, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I got yeah, I got like I got like multiple texts, you know, like I got like you know multiple texts, you know, and like at first I was nice about it because I assumed that you know whoever they told them to text me, you know, hadn't like read my file or something, you know, so like. The first couple times I was cool about it. I was, you know, like, hey, I'm not able to. But, you know, eventually they just kept, like, you know, pestering me. And I was, you know, to the point where, like, I was ignoring them because I'm like, you know, eh, they're not going to pay attention to anything I say anyway. So I've noticed. I I started to notice that, too, that I was getting pestered a lot. So that's going to be very interesting later about my exit from you. Yeah. Going to be very interesting about my exit from you. But anyway, I I didn't mean to I didn't mean to derail you. You just had mentioned that I know, thing. I know, I know, but I'm glad you mentioned it cuz that is going to be very inter- interesting for my exit from you. Okay. Um So yeah, um I have a pretty good uh, we I basically, you know, am making I have a very good camaraderie with 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 the two guys I'm with cuz um our ED was was barely even at the house to begin with, so it was basically just the three of us. So you know, we were we were just we were just having fun. We were on Discord and everything, and everything. But you know, um, we also had once we did uh, handle mineral wells, we went to Brownwood, Texas. Brownwood is completely desolate, like it's completely out out there. That's true bumfuck nowhere central. Um, we stayed in this, uh, in this Airbnb because we had to switch Airbnb. You had to go all the way out to Brownwood for a couple of days for, I think like for a full three days and there was no Wi-Fi. All right. You had to have Sprint to get Wi-Fi there in Brownwood. So we couldn't get Wi-Fi anywhere anywhere like 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 even if we connected to the wi-fi we couldn't we couldn't actually connect to the wi-fi it was so weird so basically what i had to do is uh we i had to find like a place where my mobile connection would work and it was basically at a at a subaru dealership where i was knocking so I basically had to keep I360 the walkbook running and basically um basically just hit the doors and everything and then go all the way all the way back to the Subaru shop. And I, and they were kind enough to let me sit there and everything too. They were kind enough to let me sit there. I guess they don't get a lot of people there and everything. 
And 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 may I mention that this this whole town, the 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 place I was knocking at, it looked like an old west town. Like it it was. It looked like you ever see cowboy towns like like okay you know, in the old yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just it looked just like that. Yeah, I'm it was from cool. Colorado. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to look at. Like, oh my god, I feel like I'm in the old west. You know, yeah. even one even one of the um the police, one of the sheriffs came out there and said, "Hey, hey, you mind telling me what you're doing?" You know, in a very nice way. And uh, I had to go to the see the city council, and it was just the city council was just a small ass building. With one person in it, <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing canvassing for a, a political candidate. I think it was uh, at the time it was John Francis. Shout out to him, cool guy. I met the guy, and everything. Um, yeah, so Brownwood was terrible. Like what what my other friend what was doing, man. He I felt sorry for him because he was just. Like there was nothing there with him and everything. But we managed to get through Brownwood, you know. You know, I had to basically go three days without Wi-Fi, which was fallacious. Actually, we found out that one of my friends could had Sprint and he could tether, <laughs> so he tethered. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, but it was, it was shitty Wi-Fi. It was hellacious. Like, yeah, hellacious. I mean. I mean, Sprint is not good to begin with, and the fact that, like, that was your only option, you know. Yeah, I, I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, And then, like, like, we tried to say, hey, you know, we don't have Sprint, and Wi-Fi is pretty bad here, you know. I think that you should pull us back, and we should go back to the other Airbnb so we can and get, and you can get a team out here that we can, that can actually do this. Um. But no, he was saying, oh, no, no, he was, I mean, my, my ED was being a complete dick about it. I said, well, I mean, can, can, I mean, you can't go anywhere just to get the Wi-Fi? Like, no, we can't go anywhere. To, we, we told him that like three times, and he was just acting all funky about it. He said, look, all right, just just try to find a place. Just try to find a place. And, like, we, we kept trying to find a place, and there was no place. So we basically had to... Had to do a thing where we, where we tethered, where we would either have to tether, and then we found a place where we found a couple of places, um, which was a Subaru uh, car dealership, and and um, I basically had to do it that way. Um, yeah. Then then the next book I had to do, there was a school that accepted my Wi-Fi and everything. It was an independent school district. So I basically sat on a bench out there, and I was in a black, and 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 I was like in a. It was cold. It got cold out that time, so I basically had my little black coat on, looking like a hoodster. <laughs> and yeah, I got I got you know. Uh, I got you know I I got asked questions. I didn't get the cops called on me this time, but I got they were asking me all sorts of questions. They were looking at me like pretty. Like, why do you keep coming back here? I just, I, I just gave him the literature and everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did not like it because it was it was it looked creepy, you know. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here near near a freaking elementary school district, you know, sitting there on my phone <laughs> with a black hoodie on, with a black uh, coat on. <laughs> but um, 
so that was an experience. Um, you know, um, we eventually did win that election, um, and I was called to go to Ohio. I mean, not not Ohio. I was called to go to Illinois, Elgin, Illinois. And um, I had to basically, we basically, I basically had to drive like a like 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 eighteen hours from Texas to Illinois. It was like it was it was it was terrible at one point. You know, I found out that weed was legal. In Illinois, this was at the time when we just got legal in Illinois. So I bought a gram off a friend and everything. And then uh, once we crossed the state, we had to stop once in uh, Missouri and then keep going. Once we uh, passed the state lines in Illinois, um, you know, the dude starts jamming out punk rock the state because he's, he's a punk rocker and I like punk rock too. Um, so he starts blasting out freaking punk rock. You know, I, I, and I'm just getting so hyped up that I just whip out the bag. <laughs> I say, we're in Illinois, right? He said, yeah. Whip out the bag, whip out the pipe. Take a smoke of it <laughs> and everything. Um, so basically, he, he's so hyped up on the music that he's going, he's going 70 and a 60. <laughs> and, um, next thing you know, cops pulled up behind us. And um, pull us, pull us over. And uh, I said, I said, oh yeah, can we, can we? We're not supposed to drive, and uh, yeah, I think they can still get in trouble driving, right? I said, I don't know. Just, just put it in your, put it in your, uh, in your like in your shirt pocket or something. So I put it in my shirt pocket and everything. And the police come straight up to my car and everything because it, it, it's on the highway. So he has a, he can't, he can't. Costing people from the driver's seat of the highway. The next thing I hear, I said, uh, "You boys, uh, you boys okay?" I said, "You boys, uh, you you were going pretty fast there." I said, "Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I I didn't know how fast that was going." I said, "Okay, okay, well, we'll write you a warning ticket and everything." He tells him to get out the car, and I see him get put in the back of the squad car. I'm like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" Um, he comes up to me and said. You got you got a little bit of weed on you, and um, I said, yeah, yeah. I said it's legal here, right? Yeah, but you have to have it in a container, in a proper container, and I'm not supposed to smell it because we think you have, and you ain't supposed to have more than in more than a more than an ounce. So I'm thinking like, okay, I just take out the bag and I said, give it to me. He said, and he and the cop sniffs and says, woo, where the fuck you get this? I'm like, okay, okay, Kyle. Uh, I said, you know, I didn't, I just know people around here, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, he just he goes up in there. He if we have to, he tells me to go in the squad car. They have the dogs search our car because uh, we're they're just trying to make sure we're not like we're not like you know having like a pound of weed on us. So a dog has to search our car and everything. So we make it to Elgin, Illinois, and the people there look like look like they want to kill each other. All right, I mean this is like like the the, the vibe from Texas, going from the vibe from Texas, and the vibe from from Texas to Illinois it was like it was like completely it was like night and day. It was like whiplash. You know, we had that effeminate black guy that that came in here, 
and he was acting all like um he was yelling at everybody and then he said oh man why y'all always coming in here man man acting like y'all want to eat eat my food and everything man and then you know i was in the car all day you know and everything so i'm like i'm there's a smell to me you know i'm in the car sweating there was a smell to me he said it smelled like a damn gym in here I said, I said, yeah, I've been in a car all day. I mean, he said, let me just settle in and take a shower, you know, so I can get a shower in and everything. And, um, you know, everything, everything just seemed just, just the whole vibe there just seemed awkward and everything. I wasn't even told about the candidate. You know, what does the candidate believe in? What, who, who are we even knocking doors for? They didn't even brief us until like much, much, much later. Till like the next morning, you know, we had time. We got there at like seven o'clock. Somebody gave us a quick rundown or something, but like I was worried because like didn't nobody want to tell us there. This Airbnb was shit. All right, I, I basically had to sleep in the laundry room. The freaking yeah, basically the laundry room in a big ass air mattress. So basically, people were coming in here doing their laundry and shit, and and um. And that's what that that was what was going on. Um, people were coming and doing their laundry while I was sleeping and everything. <laughs> I, I couldn't get a good sleep. So um, it's like every time we I knocked doors in the southern states, we got we stayed in some good Airbnbs. You go to the northern states, you're gonna get the shit. You're gonna get the bottom of the barrel. And you know, um, so. Uh, Basically, my first day, man, I have to knock for the effeminate dude. This dude's acting. This dude just acts all was acting all prissy and everything, and couldn't and like 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 dude. He you wouldn't even go out right away. And like he said, oh no no, I'm on. I gotta take a shower and everything. And I'm like, dude, you should have did that before the freaking meeting. You should have did that the next day. Like, what are you doing? And like, I found out that everybody was complaining about this guy. You know, that he was just being aggressive that even after then he threatened uh, his nephew came on and he and I think he got sent here because he threatened to stab his own nephew. He was like, cause they got into a they got into an argument and he threatened to stab his own nephew. I, 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 I'd, I'd lived with this guy before, but I like avoided him because I know that, you know, I, I just know how black folks get, you know, and everything around there and they like their space. Um. Yeah, but I had to I had to basically drive, um, basically ride with this dude, and this dude was freaking. This dude was freaking just was just driving like a freaking maniac. All right, and that's another thing about Louisiana is Louisiana's don't give a fuck. All right, if there's one thing you're gonna learn that you that you would learn from being in Louisiana is that they don't give a fuck. They will bust a U-turn in the middle of a freeway just to get their exit. I'm not kidding. That has happened to me before. Not from this individual, but I've worked with some people from Louisiana that drove me around. And not with y'all, but for like other jobs. And that has happened to me before. Louisianas don't give a fuck when it comes to driving. And this dude was, 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 was freaking... Changing lanes without signaling, um, freaking! I'm like, oh my god, like get me out of this freaking car, like dude, I need to freaking, <laughs> like, I, like I need to get my license soon. Um, 
and yeah, he was just she he, he was on us he was on his phone just cussing out cu- like like just cussing up a storm and everything, talking about Yao's pay. I think Yao screwed him over on pay or something like that. He said he said Marcus, how much you get paid? I said I got paid uh got paid the a thousand dollars and everything. But did they but did they not say you were supposed to get like fifteen hundred, you know, in the contract? And I said yeah, it does say that. He said hold on now, I heard what I need to hear. I said, yeah, but I think they're gonna pay you like gradually, like 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 like, like different different. You know, I heard what I need to hear. Like, okay, okay, okay. And this dude was just 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 straight up like 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 cut like like cussing to his friend about. It. I said, man, I'm tired of these people, man. I'm tired of these people. They, man, I put in the I put in the work. I put in the labor. I put in the labor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did I hear some Cajun in that voice? <laughs> he said, I put in the labor. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm really tired. It was a very opera car ride and everything. Um, so I knock my doors. I do good. I do good as as I can, cause I still don't even know what this guy even stands for and everything. So I basically just use the literature. You know, I don't even know what 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 were what what policies what what, what who was he even running against or anything. He was running for re-election. But I, I wasn't even aware who was even running against her or, or nothing. So I basically just had to just wing it, you know. And, um, you know, I'm knocking my doors. I'm basically just doing bare minimum effort because it's only like two weeks left. It was only like, yeah, it was only like 17 days left. Um, to the guy who was my ED actually recruit was the guy, same guy who recruited me for Yao. So he actually moved through the ranks. And he was, you can, you can tell that power kind of corrupted him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah. Power kind of corrupted him. Cause he was, cause he was saying, Oh, you know, Oh, you know, I know you, I know you can do better than that. I've seen you in Texas, man. Why are you only hitting barely 110 doors? I'm like, dude, I mean, first off, I mean, we had different, I mean, we had like a different like way of, doing things in Texas, and I don't even know about this guy at all other than what's in the literature. So I don't know even know how to how to convince these guys to even get to even, like, get um to, to even vote for the guy. Because I'm like, dude, I don't even know anything about this dude. Like, any any extra stuff I, I, can, I can say at the door to, to get them to say yes, I can't get it in there because, well, I don't know nothing about it. So... Yeah, he was going around there freaking, freaking, um, he was on my ass about that, you know, even though I was hitting my quota all the damn time, he's been on my ass. He was just on Yeah, we, um, moved out of the Airbnb and went to start staying at hotels, which is the first, actually, and I was actually pretty, um, I was actually pretty, you know, thrilled about that. Um, apparently though, um, there was some tension between two of our, um, door knockers and that, that, um, our ED tried to set up a dinner or like, or tried to set up something that, so we can go to a bar and we can boost morale. But this backfired immensely. Like, well, first of all, I was already drunk. I was actually drunk and high. I was crossfaded. So I was tripping balls. I was freaking laughing just for no reason. I was just sitting there, you know, and then 
and then like the the the, infem- the the effeminate black guy was going around there. He was looking real angry and shit. He's like, "Come on, man! So so, what we gonna do? What we doing? What we doing? Come on!" <laughs> and the way our ED was looking, our ED looked so scared. I just got to, and I just like busted out laughing at him. And I was laughing at him. I was pointing at him like, I'm "Like, dude, your face! What the heck's wrong with you?" And so, like, come on, man. Let's let's get this out. Let's get this out out the way and everything. And um, I was telling them, you know, I didn't really want to go because I was already crossfade. I just saying I don't want to go. I don't, I don't. I really don't want to go. He said, "Come on, Marcus, please. You know, please. All right, don't go bad. I mean, I'm 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 reluctantly going." And out of nowhere, the effeminate guy looks at it is, is looking at this uh Asian fellow who was um. Oh, he's Indonesian. He was looking at this Asian fellow. He was like, "Hey, you got something to say?" I'm like, "Well, he's like, well, what, 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 what are you doing, dude?" I'm looking. I'm like, "What are you doing, dude, bro? What are you doing?" He said, "No, no, no, be quiet. You got something to say?" And he said, well, what, and the dude was looking like, "What are you talking about? You got something to say?" He said, "Oh, it, he said, what is this about you taking my book when I called it? Apparently, like you have to call your books before you go out." And he called his book, and I guess the I guess the other guy took it, took it, took it anyway. And I guess that kind of got under his skin a little bit, you know. Um, but he said, "Yeah, because I heard you were making jokes about, uh, you know, lynching. You were making jokes about lynching me." I said, "I said I don't think that's true, but okay." He said, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I started laughing at him and everything. And he said, no, I didn't make no jokes about lynching. I was talking about Alabama just outlawed lynching in 2020. That's all I talked about. And then he kept trying to talk over him. He told him to shut up, shut up. I am talking, shut up. He said, what? You think you can beat me? (laughs) And the dude, these guys almost came to blows. You know, we had to basically, we had to basically like, like, like get between this guy and everything. He said, you know, you can't beat me. You know, you can't beat me. Don't come at me like that again. He said, I said, I already, I already came at you at that again, man. He said, yeah, I, I can take you, man. I can take you. Come on, come on. Dude, this, dude, this dude doesn't even stand up. He's still sitting down. And the, the effeminate black guy is like trying to act like, like he's, he's so tough. He's like, no, don't hold me back. Don't hold me back. Nobody's touching him. <laughs> Nobody's touching him. So, um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry to cut, cut you off, but so how does this uh, lead to your, um, so like what specific incident leads to your um, dismissal from, from yeah, or um, I guess, uh, yeah. Okay, well, um, I, get, I get called to, um, I mean, after um the election, you know, um I was supposed to go to Pennsylvania. Um COVID happened, so I guess the election was postponed. Um so I couldn't move in with my parents. So um I called a YouTuber in in um in Houston and I stayed with him. Um they tell me that, that I was only supposed to be there for two weeks. And then they would find a. Then they were gonna find a campaign for me. I I didn't. I felt it wasn't gonna be two weeks and everything. But they told me they was gonna tell me 
that was going to update me and everything. Um, two weeks passed. I didn't get anything from them. Another two weeks passed. I didn't get anything from them. I start to, um, I start to ask around, and uh, they told me there was some some stuff that was going to be coming up on May first. Um, the ED finally gets a hold of me, and he tells me, "Yeah, I'm going to get a hold of you then. I'm going to get a hold of you then." Um, May, f- I wait until like May fifth. Still nothing. Um, so I start asking around because things are starting to get tensions start are starting to rise between me and my um, my roommate. You know, the guy who's letting me in there. Tensions are starting to rise. You know, he's very close to putting me out. Um, I'm sorry. I I guess I tried to use other stories to avoid talking about this, but I, this is kind of this kind of hurts. No, no, it's it's fine. Take take your time, man. Um, I got nothing from him um for a while. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't. I've noticed like start strange behaviors were starting to come up. Um, once I emailed Grace about the uh, about a phone baking gig that he that he announced, he asked, "Are you sure you're gonna be happy doing this?" And I say yes, you know, I'm I'm more than willing to do this. And then I never heard from him. So as tensions start to rise in Houston, um, I start to get desperate. I start to talk to whoever I can. Um, and then people are were telling um, people started blocking me. Like like random people started blocking. Me. You know, I I couldn't get a hold of my my ED that. I was supposed to be working with. I couldn't get a hold of of Grice. I couldn't get a hold of anybody, you know. And eventually, you know, tensions it got so bad that um, I had to talk to my dad. My dad got in contact with a uh, with um his cousin in Dallas. I basically moved to Dallas. Um, but the 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 was well, a sixteen now seventeen year old from Turning Point. Um, you know, I talked to her and she said she's going on a campaign in, uh, I think either Tennessee or Missouri and everything. And, uh, she said she heard that I was blacklisted. And I'm thinking like blacklisted, like what, what, what's going on? She said, yeah, yeah. I heard you were blacklisted. And, uh, I said, who would you hear that from? She said, it does, it does, it doesn't matter. What the fuck? Like it kind of does matter and everything. And and you were never informed that I was never asked. informed. I was never informed at all. all there, right? were, there was and never... they tried to tell, and a lot of people tried to tell me you were told numerous times that we weren't hire you again. I said no. All right. Every time I told, every time I talked to somebody about it, you know, they said they would say they don't know, and they would, they would block me. Um. So so let me get this straight. So as far as you knew. You were, you were at least good with the organization, and then yeah, they... I thought I was still good with the organization. And I thought they were going to bring me back, like they said. So, the, um, so oh, so wait, they actually told you they were going to bring bring you back, and then... yes, I actually have a, I think I have some screenshots that I I would share. Um, I I don't know if I still have them or not. But I think I have some screen because I switch phones. But I think I have some screenshots. I think I'm gonna find. I think I put them on like a Google Drive or something. I could probably dig them up. 
but um, I'll try to send you some screenshots uh, about that. And I'm sorry for going off on those tangents with a story too. No, no, it it's fine. I understand that this is a you know, this is a. I mean, this is a this is a tough subject. So. Yeah, so uh, I thought I'd light the mood and everything. So, whoever's watching, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, um, but I saw pictures of the 16 year old, or of the 17 year old that uh, that that you know work for the t- of the 17 year old and behind her was the creepy was the creepy guy who was talking to her that I drove with who is now an ED um my heart starts to race a little bit you know I start to feel a twist in my stomach and I'm thinking should I tell her and I eventually I eventually said, I need to talk to you about some of the people that you're working with. And then I tried to say, never mind. But she said, please, please tell me now. She even calls me. She calls me. Like, she even calls me. I said, listen, that guy, that ED, he's a bit of a creeper. And he's talked about wanting to do stuff with you in the past. And I said, well, has he, has, he, has he done this to other women? Has he? I said, I do not know. He said, yeah, because she said, yeah. Cause... This, this, this is, this is a, a big thing I'm hearing. I'm, I'm glad you told me this. Um, she said, God bless you, you know, and everything. And I just left it at that. So I'm like working temp services, you know, for, 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 to get money in my pocket, you know, and food in my belly. Um, the, at the, the very, that same day, the end of that day, I get a text saying, you were right. Shit just went down. I'm thinking like, like, well, what, what? Oh shit. What? I, I'm like, I'm scrambling to call her. Like what happened? What happened? I said, I can't exactly tell you what happened, but let's just say that you were right. You, you were right about everything about him. I basically had to, they basically, like, he tried something on me, and he base, I basically, you know, um, told people and everything, and then they, and then Yao staff was not listening. Yao staff was not listening until everybody at, at the Airbnb um, would go and, and, and talk to her. And talk to to them, and basically harass them to get them to do something. And then in the meantime, though, they had me. Everybody, all my friends had me um, sit in the basement with a knife, so to avoid retaliation. Um. Yeah, and basically they just pestered. They had to pester the Yale staff to get this guy fired. Um, he eventually did get fired. Um, and I felt bad because, like, like I said, she was. I recommended her for OWD. That's one thing I didn't tell you. I was gonna get to that, but when I when I went to Houston, uh, I talked to her because she lived in Houston at the time. I don't think I've ever met her. I, I don't want to meet up with her because she's she's seventeen, you know, and it's just, it's just creepy. But um, 
Sure. But um, yeah, I basically recommended you know OWD for her. So I, I felt responsible and everything. And I told some friends about it, and I accidentally used her name. Um, and she got pissed about that. Um, so she doesn't talk to me. Um, um, but this, uh, this, I felt kind of responsible for this because this, um, because this is a girl who I recommend. I said, I recommend, like, look, look, just use, like, I told her just, like, you know, say I recommended you for this, you know, in your application. I got you, you know. It's a good experience. I thought. Um, I heard from uh, my other friend that um, I was blacklisted as well, but then they, they were telling me that he told me numerous times that he told me that I was not going to, then they were going to hire me again. I said, and I said, no, they did not. I just was informed from you and another um, door knocker. And um, at the time, I got so freaking emotional. I got to drinking. I got to, um, I got pissed off. And I literally went to, I literally, I, I did some things that I, that I'm not, I said some things to people that I'm not proud of. Um, I basically sure. called Barrett Young. I called Barrett Young a, a, a slime ball. I called my other ED a slime ball. And he said, you were told numerous times that we wouldn't hire you again. And this is exactly the reason, you won't, the reason we won't hire you again. Get some help. Don't contact us. And I said, show me, the, show me messages where you told me that, where you told me that you won't hire me again. And then he blocked me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, well, yeah. So it seems to me like, you know, Yale has, Yale has major, you know, communi communication issues. Um, yes. And this is know. what I, in light of the allegations I've heard, that this ain't the first person that they did similar things happen to other people. Well, let, and, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you think, what do you think was the, um, because you said that they, that they dropped you for no reason. Do you have any theories as to why they didn't bring you back? Um, from what I was told that they, from what I was told, my theory is, you know, um, you know, I wasn't, like I said, there were rumors that I found out that were spread about me and everything. Maybe they heard those and didn't want to bring me back. Um, but what I was told was, um, was, um, that, that, that I basically harassed the national office. They tried to say I was harassing the national office. And I was just basically trying to get information that when I'll be hired again, told that I'll be hired again. Basically, my God, um, I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine, man. I mean, ba I mean, 
I wasn't the best person to live with. I'm no saint, you know, when it comes to things. I mean, like, I wasn't the best person to live with. I had well, some no, problems and everything, but... I well, mean, no, but, I mean, uh, no one... No one is. I don't deserve sure. to be treated like that. All right? You tell me... I mean, how I, how I was raised, you tell somebody you're going to do something, you do it. And if you feel like you have a job and that you're going to be brought back, and then they, they just straight up abandon you, that yeah. they basically left me stranded in Texas. Granted, things are sort of working out for me now. I work a security job and everything. Um, but, you know, it, it, it just, I was struggling for a while. All right. I mean, you know, I was struggling for a while. I'm barely any money, barely any ways to, to get by. Um, having to work all these temp jobs, having to work all these 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 very demeaning jobs, and I, I fell into this deep, you know, depression. Since then, I live in South Dallas, which is basically basically the slum of Dallas. You know, I live in a rooming home um, because things weren't working out with my cousin um, because. She got into an argument because there was she had kids staying with her. She got into an argument with 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 her kid, and it basically she just kicked everybody out. And I just basically had to find a room and had scramble and find a room at home. Um, it's been a it's been a struggle, you know, all of 2020. It's been a struggle, and then every time you know. So an inconvenience happens, you know. I, I just have to think back of why I'm even here in the first place. It's because I took that damn job. I took that damn job, and I, I regret it so much. I thought I had a future. I thought that I, I can I can do a career change. I thought I can make myself a better person. Out of curiosity, has uh, Yal ever went after you, like for speaking up against some of the stuff they've done, like they threatened you with lawsuits or anything? No, they didn't. They just told me. Uh, one guy, when I when I when I started, I I did go off on a couple tangents on Facebook. You know, occasionally I'll go off on a tangent on Facebook of Yal, and one guy spread it. Like was trying to spread like this false rumor about me. He said, "Aren't you?" He said, aren't you blacklisted for doing inappropriate stuff in the kitchen? You may want to sit this one out, buddy. I'm like, well, that's not true at all. Uh-uh. So, so what, if, if I may ask, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to, but what sort of things were they accusing you of? I was accused of masturbating in the kitchen. Why not, Sonny, did that? Huh? I, I I know someone who actually used to do that. They they literally lived in the fucking kitchen, or they lived in the hallway, and they had to masturbate in the kitchen because they had nowhere else to go. Like out of all the shit they get you for with them allegedly, you know, sexually harassing people, or getting you for doing something with yourself. Yeah, I mean, what I was hurt. Well, I did some digging around and everything, and I heard that the rumor originated from the Ohio trip when I had to sleep in the kitchen. That is not true in the slightest. All right. Um, I mean, I did not masturbate in the kitchen. All right, that did not happen. And then they said I was blacklisted for that. That still doesn't make sense, even if it was true, because they hired me back in 2020. 
And when I tried to confront the guy who spread it that who told me that, um, and I and I mentioned that they hired me back in 2020 and everything, he said, "Oh, you remember the exact timelines and shit." The guy was a former ED, actually, by the way. And he said, "Dude, dude, dude, you may just want to sit this one out, man. You need to sit this one out, man. I mean, dude, come on, dude. You got that weird shit on your history." I'm like, "Dude, first off." I'm like, no, all right. And it, uh, I, I, um, I had, I had a friend in the media who, 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 who has connections to like journalists and everything. He has his own little platform, like a very small time platform and everything. But he had connections to journalists and everything. I sent it to Vermin Supreme. That's probably why the Liberty Herald got got a hold of it and everything. Um, because Vermin Supreme has a, has a um media team and everything um and that he has a following in the liberty community um so yeah i i've been struggling in dallas i mean i i mean i'm i've been basically just trying to make it in dallas getting by in dallas ever since then um now do you think that yao may be targeting you because of your race do I think that Yao was targeting because of my race? A lot of, I mean, I don't like to play that card first off. All right, all right. I could send people to the shadow realm with a race card, but I'm not one to play that card. All right. Um, however, I do think race has something to do with it. I did mention race in in the post of Cliff Maloney's uh thing, because a lot of minority. A lot of minority people, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's in the minority people that seem to have a problem. They only have, there's only really two black people that work in the national office, by the way, that I, that I know of. Uh, there's probably more, there's only really two black people there that work in that national office. Uh, most black people I know, well, most black people that, are, that, are, that have worked with Yao, um, they don't work for them for very long. Um, there's so I think that there is a race issue in here. Um, one, you're not the only person to to to, to tell me that that they're that it was probably because of your race too. Um, you know, like I said, my friend who had connections to the media told me it's probably because of your race. And he's a and he he's a right leaner. He's not. He's he's. he's no SJW type or anything like that, you know. And there was another guy who was a full-on Republican. You got a full-on Republican tell you, yeah, these people may be racist. Think about that. Well, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I'm not the one to go and jump on that, but with Yale as a whole, after seeing, you know, what they were allowing in their organization with, you know, the alleged, with the person over there who you claim like was making the you know, kitty stuff comments and then a lot of the sexual harassment stuff. It seems to me like it's it's an organization that at least allows a lot of rather unsavory things to happen. And I like at least from what you've been telling me, I wouldn't be surprised if this like if they're already allowing, you know, alleged like sexual harassment to get not only thrown under the rug, but straight up like, you know, hidden. I wouldn't be surprised if there was other unsavory elements going 
in there. Not that I'm claiming that they are, but I would not be surprised if there were certain bad things going on just because of how, frankly, unprofessional the organization seems like to go and allow those rumors. I mean, well, well, first of all, Justin Grace is an outright slime ball. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've worked closely with him. And, and I forgot to mention this in the Ohio trip. I actually did. We actually petitioned. I actually petitioned right alongside him. So I worked alongside him. And I've just seen his interactions. I've just seen his interactions with people. And he just has this very con artist vibe. Well, yeah. So if it, if it, makes, if it makes you feel any better... Um... So just to give you a little bit of background on me, I'm I'm I think we might have met at Yalcon. Um, I but, you. Uh, yeah, because I I, rem- I remember I remember you. I don't know if you rem- remember us having this conversation, but I I have a podcast, uh, a political like conservative uh, podcast. I've had like since I was like 14 years old. So like basically for the last. And I'm 26 now, so basically, like for the last 15 years, almost. And I I bring that up because, like you know, I'm I'm still in school. I'm finishing stuff up, but like podcasting is kind of my my side business. And when I when I uh you know joined, you know yeah, and when I was doing tabling a events, but when I um. But when I was telling them that I couldn't do the the tabling, you know, when I couldn't do OWD, um, the regional director for Florida basically like called me up and was like, you know, you've got to do more than like podcasting if you want like liberty liberty to win. And you know, he was just being like very condescending and very snarky. And I'm like, well, you know, in a way by getting, you know, other political pundits on and, you know, getting, uh, you know, candidates on, on, on occasion, I am doing, you know, I've been doing stuff for, you know, the Liberty, Liberty Movement, quote unquote, more than the, uh, more than Yale has done, so. Yeah, um, I did some work for Mo- Murphy Nasca. Um like some uh, text work. Um, that's this recent political um, work I've done. I've been called to go um, action for liberty, but I was working. I'm working a security job, so it was hard for me to go out to Minnesota and work for them. But um, what I think Yao is is Yao. Well, what I, I mean, Yao is basically just a frat house. All right, it was ran yeah. like a frat house. Um, it was ran, it's just, you know, it was ran just like a frat house, um, like a high school or like some high school popular popularity club. All right. Um, I, I mean, I tried to, I tried to really like find everything I did wrong and blame myself, but I just, I just didn't, fe- it just didn't feel right. And I even prayed to God that, you know, a month before these allegations, well, actually, no, a full week before these allegations came out, I prayed to God and said, you know, if I'm wrong, you know, let them be. But if I, but if I'm not wrong, pass your judgment however you see fit in Jesus' name. Um, 
And then a week later, the allegations come out. <laughs> a week later, you know, I see, uh, I get a message from my friend Dio, and he he tells me, "Look at this. I, t- you knew we knew this would happen." I said, "Yeah." And I stayed that I, I stayed up that whole night, just looking into it. Um, that whole night. And I'm thinking, like, dude, how can I contribute to this hashtag? Because usually I'm not, I'm not a Me Too guy, you know. I'm not, but I don't even. At the time, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even care to look into if it was true or not. You know, I'm just glad that, you know, somebody is, is, is sticking it to these guys and calling them out for what they are. Y'all is just is is. Um, y'all's reputation's in the shitter right now, and everything, yeah. you know. So, I have a friend who currently does, uh, who currently works for Yao, and he doesn't want the organization to crumble. I do. I want that organization to crumble. All right. I mean, you left me out in the in the middle of fucking Texas, you know, in foreign land, eight hundred miles from home. You know, I sacrificed everything for you. Didn't even, and I didn't trust you. Now all I can think about is Justin Grice putting his hand on my shoulders, saying, "Do good, just do good with us. Just do good with us, and we we, we got your back." Or Grayson McNew freaking saying, "We got your back." Everybody's saying that we care about you. And even if you did fire me, if you really cared about me, you would have told me. You would have you would have had a conversation. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. You know, if they're gonna fire you, they should at least get you back home. The fact that they left you stranded down in Texas is pretty—it's pretty reprehensible. You know well, what you're saying is. Oh, well, I told them that my parents wouldn't let me back in anyway. My parents wouldn't let me back. So even if I did go back home, I wouldn't have. It would have been hard finding a place to stay. But still, they should. You're right, though. They should have let me back. They should have tried to get me back in there. And I don't even want to go back in there no more. I just want them to... Because I gave them two chances, you know. I mean, I wasn't the most trusting after the first time, you know. I, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't... I wasn't trusting at all, you know, the second time. Because I started to see some shady shit going on. Um, uh, this is like... Uh, I really just, I, I, I really just want like some, some justice to, to come to these people, and it doesn't, it doesn't end with Grice. You know, the whole organization, I just believe, just needs to come down. And I'm gonna say this without even my bias, you know, without even my bias. Like, even if that didn't happen to me, if I find out all this shit's happening, the whole organization needs to just come down. You know. It just needs to come, and, and I'm sorry, um, I'm Luke, if you're watching, I'm sorry. It, it needs to go, all right? I mean, you, you, you got you, you, you to gotta treat your people right, all right? You, you got to treat your people right. I'm, like I said, I'm against cancel culture, but sometimes it's necessary. You know, sometimes, you know, some people need to be held accountable for, for what they're doing to people, you know. And even to this day, you know, some of the people still block me and everything. When I talk, when I try to even, like, 
I tried to rekindle and try to talk to some people, you know, they still act like they don't want to talk to me. And even then, you know, I put on Facebook, don't forget my hard work that I did with y'all. And one, a couple people blocked me. You know, it's a shame. I, I, I know how I know. I know how it is, man. I know how it is, Michael Anderson. Um, I know how it is, Grayson McNew. I know how it is, Maggie. And yeah, you know, um, there's been, you know, some, there there are some women, there are some women with a reputation. Um, in Yale, uh, that have been falsely accusing people too. All right, uh, a friend of mine, who was a higher up, um, I know I. <laughs> I've met the guy. I've talked to the guy, and I know he wouldn't do anything like this. Um, he was falsely accused, and a lot of people, a lot of guys are backing him up. You know, former members are backing him up for that. And he was even talking about once he saw that girl put, once he saw that girl put um, put that stuff on there that she come out that she was that that she was uh, touched. Um, he said, "Fuck this liar. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a legal team together." Um, so, and you probably, you guys probably figured out who it is. She was, she's a pretty big person. Have Have you ever like been uh, reached out to by any of the other people who left uh, Yao, like uh, whether? Was voluntarily or forced, like doing all this during all this Yao Two stuff. Did they ever reach out to you and see if you, you know you guys are playing on any sort of uh, coordinated legal action or something against the organization? My friend Dio told me that I should sue, and I just at the time. I mean, I, when I talked to the to, to the um, to the seventeen year old girl, says you need to move on. You need to move on. You know. And you can't just be doing that, you know. You knew why they let you go. And I didn't know what she meant at the time, but she heard that rumor. That's probably why she thinks of me like like how I am. Because now, because when I said, y'all fucked me over, she said, you fucked yourself over, literally. And I didn't know what it meant at first. But then she she heard that rumor. And when I asked her, did you hear this about me? She said, I heard it from like five people. And then ever since I, I tried to like talk to her about it and everything, and she was very dismissive and very um kind of kind of cynically dickish to me. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? I'm like, I, I try I, I I I didn't have to tell you that. I didn't have to warn you about this person. So for you to treat me that way, that's uh, that that's very dickish of you. So very selfish of you. I tried to get her to come forward. She's not going to come forward. And she's not going to come forward. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, if they, if they, like, even if they were telling the truth about the masturbation thing, they hired you after that, you know, what's wrong with yeah. that? You know, they're full, like, that just seems really suspicious. Like, either they don't care about, you know, this, what went on. Yeah, they, like I said, they hired me back. Yeah. 
So, I mean, there's so something like, about them if they think that that's okay to go and hire you after that, but then blackball you later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it, it, I'm thinking it's something else. I I, I think it's maybe some. I, I don't, I don't know. I was just told that. I was just told that they blacklisted me for, for doing that. I was told that, but I was also told that I was blacklisted for stalking the national office. That's how they put it. Oh, you're stalking the national office. Well, that's bullshit too. Like they have a phone line. They they should be able to go and receive. First know. of all, they harassed. They 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 were harassing me every time I was a part of them. They were harassing uh, um, Sam here when when he was a part of them. All right, so who are you to tell me her? And this was for a phone bacon job where you basically call people and harass people for <laughs> over the phone. Yeah, no, they're using that term harassment very loosely, and it's you know like, it's funny because hell? all these people have been accused of actual. You know, in the Yao Tu thing, they were accused of actual, like, harassment, like, including sexual harassment. They're going after you for, you know, calling up a business that should be open to phone calls. Exactly. So, I mean, like, so, it, it was just terrible. Like, it was, I, I've, I've never felt so betrayed. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I know it sounds corny. I'm trying not to sound corny or sound vindictive. I never. I mean, I, I, I keep wondering, like, like why, like why did they do this to me? Like, why did they? I mean, if they like, um, did they like? Did they not like how I lived? Well, I mean, if they didn't like how I lived, because I was, because I got complaints about how I lived when, when, I, when I was, when I was laying dormant on the after the the Louisiana trip and Ohio trip, so... But then they hired me back again. Again, like, they hired me back again. Yeah, but, I mean, with those complaints, were there ever any conversations like, you know, hey, man, this is a serious problem, or, uh, you know... No, there was no conversations like that. Yeah, that yeah, was... that's what I'm... That's what I'm saying. It... it it just seems to me like if there were issues beforehand like that, they would have. If anything, I mean, I was told that I was I was better on the second time around, and that I was recommended for to be a senior ED. I don't know if I re- I mentioned that, but yeah, you know, Grayson McNew recommended me for to be a senior ED. And yet, you know what? I mean, I know to say, I know I was trying not to name names, but I'm I'm gonna name some names. All right, I mean, um, fuck you, Michael Anderson. Fuck you, Grayson McNew. Fuck you, of course. Fuck you, Justin and Cliff, and fuck you, Maggie Anders. Um, I reached out to you guys, and you guys treated me like shit. I I hope to God you're watching this. I hope to God you come. You come to me and, and talk to me to my face. All right, because oh yeah, because you, I'm gonna have some choice words to say to you, especially, especially Maggie. Because I hear I, I'm telling you, but Maggie. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I hear things about her too, alleged things. Not, not saying that they're true. And that's the thing, too. If anyone from Yao who you called out or whoever is seeing this, you know, and would like to prevent, present their side, they're more than welcome to reach out to Versa Media. Because yeah. I've only been hearing, you know, 
I think we should be. I, 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 I mean, and, and I want to hear you guys decide. I want to hear what, what set you off or what did I do to set you off? I wasn't told, I mean, because I can tell what, which, which parts a lie. All right, I wasn't told numerous of times I was blacklisted from Yao. All right, I got I got screen I could find screenshots where I was told that I was going to be brought back. All right. So that's bullshit. Don't feed me that. All right. Um I I I want to retract fuck you to Michael Anderson because I don't know what he believes. He's probably he's probably going by hearsay. You know, they should sure. reach out to people. You know, to be fair, though, they need to go and reach out to the person that's, it, you know, if it is here. So, you know, you can't just go and start regurgitating rumors. That's why, you know, we brought people from y'all over to this channel to discuss this because we don't want to go off of hearsay. As a good person, you should always, you shouldn't just parrot what everyone else is saying. You have to do your own research and look into things. And, you know, seeing by the fact that, a lot of people just seem to be regurgitating these rumors. You know, it seems like that isn't happening. And it's really sad that it's impacted you. And you're not even the mm -hmm. only one. Like, you're not the first person from Yao to reach out to this channel. Like, we've, you know, we've seen other people reach out, not even to just this channel, but to people as a whole. Like, it's it seems like there's a pattern of behavior coming from this organization. And that's why I'd really like it if a current either someone who currently works for Yao or someone who, you know, has a different opinion who did work in Yao would like to go and speak, you know, either just be one-on-one -on -one or maybe even have a debate or something. Cause I'm only hearing one side of the story and it's really telling that Yao, the actual people who still believe in it aren't speaking up. I mean, if you guys, like I said, I'm no saint. If you guys have a legit reason, tell me, I just want to be told and I will and if I find it legit, you know, and I, I I will talk about it with you. If I find it legit, you know, um, then I, I mean, I'll move. Well, I've already moved on, but you know, I'll accept it. I I'll shake your hand and say that's all right. But I mean, if if you get I me, mean, but like, dude, I try to ask why was I why was I why was I blacklisted or, or am I blacklisted and People either tell me they don't know or like they didn't know that if I was blacklisted or not. Um, then, or you know, I get you know radio silence and blocked. That's shady shit. Communicate, all right? I mean, like, tell somebody if you have something like that. Tell somebody, all right? I mean, the only person I heard, and you know what, Dan Stewart, yeah, fuck you too, all right? You made me work seventeen. Well, actually, no, you made me work full a full seven days, so you didn't even give me my day off in Elgin, Illinois. So I went the extra mile for you when people said, I'm going to stay back anyway. And you, you basically treated me like, you basically dismissed me like hot garbage. Because yeah, you're the guy who told me that, that, that you need to stop harassing our members is the exact behavior that exemplifies um that exemplifies why we won't hire you get some help he told me to get some fucking help all right after i i basically went the extra mile i said after i gave you guy after i gave you hard work fuck you for that
All right, even if you may have a, a legit reason for, for it, you know, um, the type of treatment, the way you went about it was fucked up. All right, communicate. And, that, and, that, and that's the reason why you're in this shit in the first place. You're, you're in this shit in the first place because you didn't communicate, you didn't try, and, and, you, and you were just dismissive of every accusation. It was coming back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, Maggie, you didn't communicate. You didn't even try to talk to Grayson or, or anybody. You didn't even try. When I tell you, like, I, I told her, like, I'm in a bad situation. I'm in a bad situation. This, this, that, this, is that. You know, basically got nothing from her. She basically tried not to even see my shit. Yeah, so. that's, that's terrible, man. They did. It seems like they did you dirty, you know? And you know what, and you know what, fuck it. Maggie's the one that fucking that, that that fucking falsely accused somebody. All right. From what I hear, her story is false. She's just throwing Yao under the bus, and she doesn't work for Yao anymore. You know. I heard that she was pretty promiscuous, if mm-hmm. I'm if I may, allegedly pr- pretty promiscuous. Ooh, a couple of sources. So I guess I'm going to call that out too. Well, those are some some interesting accusations we got there. That's interesting. I mean, they're not they're not my accusations. They're somebody else's. But yeah, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, these are not my words. So if you're going to show this to her, um, they're not my words. All right, but. I mean, and I this has some weight to it because I mean all the I mean all the other ones are are are, belie- are, are being believed. All right. A couple of uh couple of people before this accusations accusations even accusations even happened told me that she is a shady character. So well this is just through the grapevine, so I'm just a messenger of it. You want to find out if she wants to find out who it is, she's gonna to have to do some digging. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give her any names. So yeah. I gotta I try I try to refrain from it, man. I try to make this I try to be that. But I felt like that needs to be addressed as well. You know. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty. Um, that's an interesting take over there. Yeah, uh, I can give you, um, I can give you outside of the stream. I'll give you some some people to reach out to. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll give you some people to reach out to. Um, you know, um, when there's one guy um, who's a, who's very higher up in Yao. I don't know if I can get you to talk to him or not, but I don't know. I don't know if he he will want to come on, but I, I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll give you his name. If you got a Facebook, try to reach out to him. You can try to reach out to him. Um, give you a couple other names. Um, so so you can reach out. I can give you. So yeah, I got two higher ups, and I got 
um, a couple of members that did OWD, and I had one member who was tr- who's been who was trying to do OWD, but um, got blacklisted in the process. Um, so, yeah, um, I think I want to. So it's it's not it's not it's not my place to to to. To see to say if Maggie is telling the truth or not, I'm just only telling you what I heard, and that that I'm just addressing that there is doubt in her allegation. Well, yeah, well, just just like you, though, we gotta be, you know, I want to be very careful until we hear from all sides of stories, because I bet there's people who said the same thing about you know your stuff too. But that's yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they're gonna try to. I'm prepared to hear anything, anything. Um, how many people are watching? I think we got three right now. Yeah, I think we got. Oh, no, looks like we got one. Okay. Any comments? Yeah, I mean, share this out if if you can. You know, get this out here because a lot of people they'll watch it later too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean. If Maggie's telling the truth, then, you know, it's just the truth. You know, like I said, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying, I'm not trying to throw shade on your, uh, on your reputation here, but that needs to be addressed that, that people, um, there, there are people out there that, that say, that, that, that that's saying that it's bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. but in terms of, uh, in terms of you know Gracie McNew, um, I haven't heard anything about him. I haven't heard anything about Dan Stewart. I haven't heard anything about Michael Anderson. Michael Anderson seems like a great guy. He just I think he's just following the leader at this point. He's just he's just going with the flow at this point. So I really well, don't want to get on. I really don't want to get on him because well, I, I, oh sorry, go ahead. Because I, I personally think. It's that 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 he he can be that he's a good person. I personally want to believe that he's a good person. I want to believe that Grayson's a good person. Um, I want to believe that that they're all good people deep down, and I want to believe that they have a legit reason for me. But even if you did have a legit reason, I wasn't told of it, communicated poorly, and you and you guys knew my situation at that. Um, I was, I do remember Grayson told me, um, don't harass the members. It's not a good look for you and everything. But I'm like, dude, like, what am I trying to do? And I tried to talk to him like, dude, I have, I'm, I'm in a bad situation. And I got radio silence. From- yeah, so, they, should never do that to a, they should never do that to an employee or an ex-employee. It's just like straight up not answer. That just seems really, really shady. shady. I mean, combined with all the other stuff I'm hearing. It just seems like the leadership doesn't really know how to lead. They know how to knock at the doors, but they don't seem to know how to actually manage an organization. And I'm tr- and I'm trying to be the bigger person and say maybe they have maybe they have a legit reason. I'm trying. Like I'm trying to find a reason, but I just like I can't. I'm like, dude. I mean, I I don't like playing victim or anything. You know, I don't like people to think I'm playing victim. You know, and that I'm just giving you some sob story. I mean, because I seem like just this, this, like a vindictive ex-girlfriend. That's what I seem like. 
And I don't like seeming that way. I, I legit think I was fucked over. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like, and it sounds like you weren't the only one. Like, I think I saw, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen these other stories floating on Twitter, and it seems like it's a pattern with this organization. And if it was just one or two people, you know, that's not really suspicious, but, like, numerous more than that. So, and remember, I prayed on this. I prayed on this that, that if you think I was wrong, leave Yaldi and I'll try to move on. But... I mean, it's not a coincidence that a week after I, I say that prayer, which was actually Christmas Day, a week after I say that prayer, this comes to the light. And what does the Bible say? I know you. I know people. I know you're not religious. Or, or, or I don't know if you're religious. I don't know if any of you are religious or not. But what does the Bible say? What's done in the dark comes to the light of it. What? So I think this this if, if I feel like in a way this is God validating. Well, that's that's good too. You've been um you are you a religious person? I mean my my grandfather's a pastor. My dad's a. I grew up in. I was an usher in a church. So. You know my mom is the head of the ushers in the church. So uh, ushers are the, like the security people like. We hold the door for people. Good. You know, keep keep that faith strong, you know. That's the one thing, especially when it seems like all the cards on the table are in a bad spot, you know. You got yeah. your faith in the Lord and I think that'll that should that'll help you. And in the meantime you gotta try to do what's best for you and you know, it sounds like and, and, and I didn't necessarily say, Oh, 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 you know, oh, oh get him, Lord, get him, get him. Make them pay. Like, no. All right. I basically said, you know, pass your judgment however you see fit. And this is it, you know. I mean, Justin Grice got fired. Cliff Maloney got fired. Um, you know, they're trying to get Jeff out there. I mean, I mean personally, though, like I said before, this, 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 the organization just needs to come down as a whole. Because, you know, you're doing shit like this to people, you know, leaving people out to dry like this. That's fucked up. Incredibly fucked up. I agree. All right. So, I mean, this is something that, 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 that just, the organization just needs to come down. I mean, like. I don't believe it's just Grice and, and Cliff, really, that, that that have been doing the shady shit. I don't believe that it's just the higher ups. I believe it's a good, uh, a significant amount of them. You know, I say about seventy to eighty percent of them have, have 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 probably committed some sort of of um, unspeakable or, or or some some sort of shady act, unethical act. Um, I heard when Ty Hicks was running it, um, they were he was aggressively coming after. He was aggressively like trying to. He was aggressively like I'm calling people, you know. Like he he used cutthroat tactics. That's what I've heard. Um, I've spoke with Ty Hicks. I've, I've on numerous occasions, and I tried to be a part of his emotional mastery program, but he was. Like I said, he was calling me very frequently. And 
was very cut. Like I said, he had a very cutthroat business tactic. There's a bunch of stuff I've heard about Yao actually. Um, you know, uh, that that they have. I have heard that they tried to put hits out on people. Why? Um, That's like you know physical like murder hits. Not not murder hits, but they tried to like. I wouldn't. I didn't hear it was like murder hits, but I heard they tried to put character assassination. Character assassination out out on people, and I heard they tried to. Um, I heard they've tried like um, I mean tax fraud and shit that's been going on there. You know, I'm a guy who believes taxation is theft, but, you know, there was some evidence of them breaking the law, you know, tax fraud and everything. Um, you know, they have you signed on as an independent contractor or as self-employed, and technically you're not. You work for a company. Yeah. That's that is illegal. It's like Cutco. It's what? It's like Cutco. Yeah, but him being in Texas, I did work for a security business that did the exact same thing. That made you that made you sign a uh, ten ninety nine form as mark you down as self employed, and you're not. Um, Are you contracted? You're not. Con- I mean, you're not contracted with it. You're con- you're not contracted within a company. Oh, so it's um, all under the table then. Yeah. It's all on the table. So, and I had problems with them. They didn't even pay me on time, and I did get put out my house. And I, I'm I'm back now, but I did get put out my house for a couple of days. I was home. I had to go to Salvation Army for a couple of days. Wow. So, I think they the the reason why they moved from Virginia to Texas because it's common practice here. So there, I think there is some law breaking going under the table there too. I'm surprised nobody um, sued them for that. I think somebody is suing them or something like that. So well, there somebody, is a... I mean, any, anybody in the Yale 2 movement needs to look into that. All right? I mean, I'm sorry. I, taxation theft. But, you know, I mean, the law is the law. And I think these guys just need to – these, these guys just need to go. All right. I mean, I hate to be that way, and it it hurt. It literally hurts me to say some shit like that, mm. because there are good people in there. But I think it all just needs to come down. If good people do nothing, are they really good people? Like, if they're good, if there's good people that do nothing when they see evil, can you really even call them good people? Yeah. I mean, some people are fearful. Some people have the spirit of fear, and the spirit of fear is hard to conquer. You know. Um, I do believe that uh, I, I I hate sounding this way, and that's why you you keep you keep hearing me sighing, you keep hearing me do all this. I hate sounding this way because, like, yeah, somebody did call me. I thought, oh, you just seem bitter. You seem like you're just going after them, you know, without a moral high ground. I'm like, I do have a moral high ground. You, you left me out to dry in it a whole nother state and I've been basically getting by struggling to get by ever since alright I'd recommend Um, honestly I mean because I have worked with them and it's hard but if you really like campaigning I'd recommend working for the RNC because at least they do freaking salary base pay 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm stepping away from politics for all well, political work for a, just a little bit, unless unless somebody wants to reach out to me. I'm not going to actively pursue it. You know. Well, I mean, some like I said, somebody did try to give me a campaign in Minnesota, and that would have been like a month. But I was, but I'm work, but I was working a security job at the time. Well, I'm working a security job now, and it's hard for me to to you know put that off and and you know try to go campaign. And the only reason I did campaign in this time is because you know at I didn't have a job. You know, I mean, I lost my job at Walmart, and at the time, you know, I was desperate for work. Living, I, I didn't want to live off unemployment and everything, and my dad was getting on me about it and everything. So, I essentially just took the first thing that that would get me paid, you know. Like I said, I saw it as a, I saw it as a call from God, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I still, I still. I don't regret doing it because, well, Texas is a good place to be. Um, Texas does have a good job market. Um, thing is, they're at will state, so if you you do one thing that the boss don't like, then he'll just fire you for some little shit. Um, but there's temp services that can get you that'll get you a job right away. Um, there's also temp services that you they'll just get you a job for one if you need money for like a day, they'll get you a job they'll get you a job for that day. It's like day labor services. So you'll just work in a construction site for a day and then they'll pay you like around six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I'm still not gonna go back to Wisconsin no matter what, because I mean I'm I'm still getting by here and I still believe I can make it here. Um, you know, I believe that in, in in a way, this is sort of a blessing in disguise because if I didn't take that, if I didn't take the Yale job, I would still be living with my parents, you know, at almost 25, you know, so in a way I'm glad I still talk to my dad, you know, and everything. And he did say that he would have let me back in if it wasn't for COVID, you know, that happened and everything. But he said, um, because you know, you because you were traveling the country and everything. And my sister, I have an eleven year old sister, so I, they, I mean, my dad's diabetic, I'm diabetic, and you know, my mom has other health issues too. So if I was to concoct the virus, then that would be putting them in danger. So I mean, so. At the time, you know, I do need I, I, I did need a kick in the ass and to to go out and be more independent because I'm talking about being self sufficient, spreading the message of being self sufficient. But it's like it's like I'm joining. It's like it's like being a part of a gang. It's like not really being a part of a gang, but you will still fight with them. You know, those type of guys who are gang who are gangsters, but they they ain't really part of the gang, but they'll fight if they. They'll, they'll still fight with with the gang, you know, if they're in a scrape. I feel like I felt like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely, you know, definitely just just want to. I just want you know peace just right now, you know. You know, I just want you know just to, to settle down and 
get my wits about me, you know, and maybe I'll maybe I'll try I'll I'll still try my hand in politics again. Um but then I'll just be more careful with who I trust and and I'll keep my expectations low. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, all these organizations can be really shady. And, yeah, honestly, because I've heard some crazy shit from Turning Point. Like, well, not too, I haven't really heard the real crazy shit, but I've heard some rumors of things, and they've done some crazy shit to certain people. But have you heard of anything about Turning Point that's yow or bad or anything worse, potentially? The 17-year-old was a staffer at Turning Point. She said that there was just some... She didn't go into any details like that. She said there was some shit that there was just uh, some cringe shit that they were doing. Mm. And they just they just cringe now. They're just a whole lot of cringe. Oh yeah. You know they they just been making moves that are that are just not the best. Um, I did hear that there have been some allegations between Turning Point. I don't know if she was a part of those allegations or not. I actually heard. I actually heard from your video, um, your video, your videos that, uh, that Turning Point is, is, is starting to get the, to get to the same point as Yao. But I, I, I figured, I figured that, that some shit was going on at Turning Point. I mean, I, I have been hearing some, I have been hearing similar stuff going on at Turning Point, but, you know, and it just, it just doesn't surprise me. Um, Yale didn't surprise me. Turning turning points pretty much, kind of like Yale, you know. So, I mean, I think this shit's going on in a lot of the organizations. To be honest, um, that's just my um opinion on it. But yeah, um, if I was to just give anybody advice, you know, even if they want to join Yale, um. First of all, anybody who's joining Yao needs needs to hear about the Yao too. All right, they they, I mean, if you know anybody who's joining Yao, you got to show them this. So, he, so here's one thing I want to ask you because here's one thing that I've noticed. Say what you will about like turning point, but they seem to have multiple like things that they have going for them in terms of stuff you can do. Operation Win at the Door is the only thing that Yell really has. And so I feel like that's why they push it so damn much. Yep. And basically what Yell does, what well, at least what when I was there, what Yell does is go they go on the campaigns they're all they're pretty much already being won. Mm. Or you have a, a very a very high chance of winning. Very rarely very rare i mean like like very rarely like 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 they would they would they would put you in a campaign where where you have a high ch- where where, the, where you know it's competitive but most of their campaigns i'd say about like like 90% of their campaigns are campaigns that are pretty much already going to be won in the first place they have you knock the door for a month and then they take the credit yeah hey, we got you because I would see them brag like, oh, we've elected 500 Liberty candidates, whatever their number is. And I think 
Well, that sounds really impressive. I'm actually surprised. But then when you think about it, it's, yeah, when you bring up what you said, it makes total sense. It's a total scam where they can just say, oh, we it's have like, to I mean, like these people. They're going to win. Ba basically, uh, their, their office is just, it's basically like multi-level marketing, you know. It, it makes sense. It's basically like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, All right, it's, like it's based Petco. upon how many people you get in. Basically, how many people you can recruit, and that's how you move up in the ranks. Yeah. Multi-level marketing. Um. From what I hear, um, you have to basically get mem you have to get members in there. You have to get people, um, signed up from one at the door. So that's why they. That's why you know they they. They're very aggressive with with the calling, you know, and everything because. That's how I mean for some people that's how they get paid. That's how you're gonna get paid. Um, that's how that's, that's that's how you're 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 gonna not get fired. You know, you have to reach a quota to get a certain amount of people in a in um in a certain amount of time. And if you don't reach that quota, you get booted. Mm. So now makes how yeah, it, it makes sense oh, yeah. because at Penn State they would always try to reboot our chapter and they would push to get people in the door and get signups and they yeah. were really big on their data and their numbers and their signups and it makes sense why i know somebody even stole well, signups from other clubs to give to yao well and that was the that i was gonna say i i don't know if you had this experience but as i've told sean privately so i go to uh like i go to i go to us I go to USF, uh, Sarasota, and my campus is a commute is a commuter campus, and it's only one building. So when I when I transferred from State College of Florida to to my campus, I was like, look, I'm gonna need any help with uh, you know getting people, and they never. I told them the date that they needed to be there for like you know the club meeting thing and they never responded to me and you know and whatnot this was pre-covid um but then you know they were also complaining like even when i was part of the the state college chapter they were always complaining that like i never that we never had enough people and that we needed to recruit more and we're like well we're on a commuter campus and people are going to classes it's incredibly hard to do and they were like we don't care you need to if you're if you're really committed to us you need to you know make it make a you know a genuine effort to recruit more people so yeah that's how it is i was a recruitment director too i was a recruitment director for a little bit too they was trying to get me to. They was trying to groom me to be a state chair, but then um, they kept changing. I mean, hats kept changing because the state chair. When I when I first joined, the state chair was a, was a was a. She left. I did try to. I did try to see. I did try to see if, if anything happened to her. During that, she said, "In when I mentioned it, she said, yeah, you know, I'm not surprised. Still sucks to see the organization crumble, though.'" But uh, yeah, 
And then the regional director, she was a woman. She left. All right. It led to Dan Stewart being my um, my regional director, and eventually my ED when I went out to the door when I went to knocking out to the doors in Illinois. Um, but yeah, he was pretty he was pretty adamant about getting the getting the and getting. Cause I went to a, I went to a, basically a technical college too. It was a small college. It was not a university. It was hard to get members. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I know. It, it's it's incredibly, yeah, no. I went to a small, I went to a small school too, and it's incredibly hard too. And like I even I I even tried explaining that to them at Yalcon. And they didn't care. Yeah, it sounds exact. It sounds exactly like what I've had. Call me at like seven or eight in the morning. Say, oh, you, uh, I think you can get a meeting going. I'm like, okay. They they would they would call me like they would call me like uh, they would like text me in in the morning and be like, we need to talk right now. And I would be like, I'm in the middle of a, of a lecture right now. You know, I shouldn't even have my phone out. You know, can we, you know, can we do this in like an hour or so? Uh, you know, no, we, we need to do it now. Now. And I'm like, well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there's just a bunch of. I mean, that's that's why I think the organization should, because it, it's a scam, you know. I mean, it, there there's good things that came out of it. I met some pretty good people. It just seems like a pyramid style. Yeah, I mean, one. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the one of the organization's big flaws is that they're entirely dependent on OWD to to do stuff. They don't, they don't have anything else really to offer. Like, um, That's what I'm saying, like, dude, you don't get other phone banking gigs you can do. Like, they're doing legislative door knocking now, but that's still basically OWD. Well, I mean, if it's if it's a local stuff. Or, you know, how about this? Like, like I even proposed to them at one point that they, you know, that they send me out, you know, here, like, in Sarasota, where I am, because it's... Um, you said Sarasota? Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida. That's where I am. Oh, okay. And so I, I told them, I'm like, you know, why don't you get, I'm like, I know of a couple campaigns that could use my help. Why don't, you know, why don't I just, you know, why don't we support those? Oh, well, they're not, they're not registered with, with, uh, you know, they're not like partnered or affiliated with Yale. And I'm like, well, they, you know, or it was, well, we already have people on, on that from other states. And it's like, yeah, but I live here. I know, you know, I actually know what what's going on in the community. I can, 
I can campaign for them more effectively. I mean, it just, it seemed weird. I do remember getting, like, uh, when I was in Houston, I do remember getting some offers because, uh, I mean, remember Dan asking me if I was in Wisconsin so I can some sort of protest. That was the protest, the lockdown. Which we're going on. Um, was that Dan Taylor? Dan Stewart. Oh, oh, I think I knew him too. And Je- and Justin. Uh, I think Justin was reaching out to people too. Everybody, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were reaching out. Um, I think a couple people reached out to me to protest in Austin um, or or in Wisconsin, but I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Maybe they didn't like that. Did you know Zeb by chance? Who? Zeb. Zeb. I forget his last name, but it's like Hasbara or something, something weird. I heard that name. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever, I probably have met him, but I don't remember. I remember. Uh, I remember there was a. There was a there was this big dude named Diego. Big oh, dude. I know him. Yeah, I, yeah, I. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Diego is the one who was like constantly calling me all the time, and being like, or you know, or texting me and being like, "Do you live?" He was he he would always be like, "Bruh." Do you even care about liberty, bruh? Your your talk show, you know that little talk show you have that doesn't do shit for the liberty the liberty movement, bruh. I highly think you should talk to him, like right, like like now. I highly think you should talk to him. Now. I'll let you know after the podcast why you should. Really, um, I, really, I, I has has he started to you know? Well, we can discuss that off air. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I highly think you should talk to him. So you should have him on. Try to get a, try to get a hold of him. Um, I'm gonna try to get. Like I said, I I got a a good amount of people to uh, to talk to for you, for you to reach out to. Um, like so, any if anybody has Facebook, um, try to talk to. I I do. Yeah. I know Facebook's uh. Not the best. The only reason I even have a Facebook is to talk to family and to talk to friends. But yeah, I'm slowly refraining from posting on there. Mostly just to Instagram. Mostly just talk to my girlfriend. But yeah, I try to. I'm gonna try to help out this. The, Help you guys out as much as I can. Uh, I would love to be a part of the crew. You know, I've always wanted to be in film and podcasting. I've always wanted to be. I'm, I'm a sort of a failed YouTuber. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Versa, you know, Sean and Alex, they have they have their podcast. I I'm kind of like a guest co-host on here, but I also have my own show, The Whitfield Roof report and you know you're you're welcome 
we'll, we'll trade we'll trade information man i i'd love to have you on mine uh as as well so um i mean when i get it when i get my computer all fixed up and everything i mean i'm gonna start a sports channel fuck will's combat um, i'm big into mma and anime so you I'm, told me yeah so i was home in anime yeah in anime so i'm but i'm big into mixed martial arts and combat sports nice so i'll be talking about that i always catch that next ufc event and the next pay-per-view you know i saw um i saw one last time everything with jan blackovich and uh young blackovich and israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more satisfying, and you know, nothing was more satisfying than seeing Conor McGregor get knocked out and having his mouth shut. So, yeah, I'm so, curious. Uh, I thought something else actually. Did did you by chance know? Because I'm wondering if you bumped into any Penn Staters. Did you know um, Aiden Mattis or Kylie Thomas by chance? No. Damn. <laughs> so you should not have mentioned that by name on here. <laughs> It's okay. Well, I guess so. We're Penn so We know these people, but um. There's a guy named uh, Carter Quill. Carter. Um, I don't. I think I knew a Carter. Maybe not a Carter Quill. Shout out to you, Carter. You are. You were my best roommate. <laughs> Dude, the hey, roommate man. stories were crazy. The ones I was reading, like these guys would like creep on the girls. It's like, ooh. God. Hold on now. I, that ain't me. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I don't, I don't talk to girls in the workplace, no matter how fine they are. Well, that's a good it's policy. Like that's policy. Like I, I, I ain't gonna try to, I ain't gonna try to. Fl- or did, yeah. did were there any you know I don't know if you know about this but you said it's like a freaking like MLM scam where like these people kind of like have to get their numbers up one up to get to the top. Did anyone ever was anyone ever known to like sleep to the top? I don't know. Uh, I thought you might have a person that may have, and I just mentioned this person earlier mm-hmm. but <laughs> i don't know if she did or not damn because they all right, talk I about mean, the I'm... cliff stories but nobody ever mentions if anybody actually did what cliff asked for i'm always curious if there's that other angle to it some probably did i mean if some probably did mm. and this ain't gonna talk about it because oh that's fine it, make, it makes them seem you know like that so you know, I mean I don't blame them for not talking about it because that's because you know, that, that that's your business you know what you did you, know, you could have been in a bad spot I know if I was in the situation I'm in, and if Cliff told me, you know, get in the bed with me, I'd be like, okay, let me think about this. No, I'm <laughs> okay. I'm fucking with you. No, 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 I won't do that. <laughs> well, hey, nobody said if he discriminates against guys. 
Well, well, wait a minute, man. If it was, if it was, if it was, they made me do it with a woman. I'm like, dude, fuck the job. I'd have been like, fuck the job. <laughs> Shit. You you don't have you don't have to blackmail me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it's just a very strange organization. The vibes I got from the people from it is they just be like so socially awkward and weird. I was just like, I should keep my distance and then you know yeah, I heard socially some awkward or weird or shady. Or like yeah. Shady acting. It's it's like it's either one or the two. The yeah. higher ups are just are shady, alright? Um, what I wonder though is if after all this have the donors pulled their money and is this org going to fail? Like, it, I think it is a dying that's, org. That, that's, pro- that's probably what happened. That's probably what happened. That's Actually, what I that's think. Probably why, why Ju- that's probably why Justin and Cliff are are gone. That's what I think. They, they The donors started pulling so like, alright, we better get rid of them and hope we keep the donors we have left. So yeah, I mean that's probably what happened. Now, donors, a couple of donors probably pulled out, and because I've talked to some people that's still working, and they don't make, like they don't make as much money as they used. Oh, so shit. at one point you'll be making about two, three thousand a month. Now, wow. like, dude, you're barely pulling like, like, like fifteen hundred, from what I'm hearing. So. Well, I even wondered where they actually got the money that they had to begin with. I mean. I can't imagine they had that many donors giving they're that much. They're technically non-profit, but I think they're like, they sell like, you know, my, plus the donors, they do sell like Yale merch or something like that or something. Mm-hmm. Or something. I know they're technically non-profit, so I think that's probably where they get the money is from the donors. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I could find out just about anything about any company. Nice. Just by uh, look, just by hanging with the boss for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I worked alongside Grice and drove in, like you know, ro- ro- rode in his car and everything, I just knew. Oh, I just you, you knew Grace, the one that was pretty active on Twitter about the Altu stuff. Grace, uh, I don't, I don't know who Grace is. Oh, you said uh, I Grice. think Grice. Grice, yeah. I really, like I said, I really talk to the women. Mm. I really talk to the women because I was because I was afraid of being a part of something. Like that. I don't blame you. Because we all I saw what happened. Type shit, and and we already and we're already getting like a bad reputation of being creepy ass people. Yeah. So I'm like, I I don't want to be a part of anybody's story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I bet if uh, the person I mentioned earlier, when she comes on here, I am all I'm already worried of, of her trying to probably say so. Oh, you probably did this. I heard you were doing this, this, that. Then that's gonna lead to another big brouhaha. <laughs> So I act. I mean, I've actively avoided any, like any little to any interaction at all. Mm-hmm. In 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 the owl. Because I mean, me and D, me and my friend Dio, you know, we made a, we made a, um, we would have this constant um, end joke, you know, about being Title Nine. 
Oh, jeez. So I'm like, dude, we don't want to get Title Nine, so I ain't gonna fuck with her. I don't want to get Title Nine, so I ain't gonna fuck with her. Nope. When I was in Texas, we did have a, we had a couple. We had a, a, a couple. Like, it was a, it was this short uh, Mexican and Jewish fella, and it was this Russian girl. She was straight up Russian. Um, but she, she spoke very fluent without an accent or anything. She was in America for five years. Mm-hmm. She was a cute girl and everything, too. Then they had this 17-year-old girl and everything. And that came with a, they came with a Prager U intern. But you know, I, I refer from talking to her. I talked. I probably she was a smoker. I probably was around when she was smoking. You know, I smoked my cigarette. We probably said just a few things to each other. I think I told her about the about the, the predator hunting and everything. And then she tried to say, "Oh, people, fourteen year olds these are date twenty year olds all the time." I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's not good, Lassie. No, no, no. That's not good. <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> Alright, if you if you see that, let me call the police immediately. You know, man, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, uh... See, like I've had I've had like thirty something year old, you know, women hit on me, but then again, like I'm in my tw- I'm in my twenties, so like that's that's like You're way different. Adult, all right. I mean, after after eighteen, I mean, it's fair game. I mean, eighteen still creepy. Once they hit 21, it's fair game. You can be 10 years older than her. Then it, it won't be crazy because she's full grown. She's fully developed. She can drink. If you're if you're like a 30-year-old dating an 18-year-old, then that's going to be creepy. Legal, but creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because you kind of hinted at this a little bit, but did it, do you think anybody made any deliberately false allegations to take people down and take them out? Yeah. I mean, when I was hinting at, I think that this person did that for that. Mm. I believe that that I, I totally believe that that's what's going that that's going on. Totally believe. But yeah. I only think you should get Diego Rivera on your stream too. Yeah, yeah. If Diego's watching at this point, you know, I hope you come on. Um, I've, I personally haven't had interactions with him, but I've heard things about him, and you know, I mean, he's just passionate. I mean, he's passionate. You know, he he was just going, he was just playing the game. Some some of these guys are just playing the game. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I ain't nothing wrong with that. He was just playing the game. That's why. That's why I retract my my fuck you to to Michael Anderson because Michael Anderson's playing the. Game. Mm. All right, I mean, he's playing the game. Some of y'all, just, some of them, just this is how the game works, man. It's how office politics is. Some people just know how to. Some if you know how to play the game, then play the game. That that's. That's how it is, you know, but in terms of, you know, in terms of keeping your word and and at least being moral, you know, you should still do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just my thing. 
But yeah, um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that more that maybe more stuff comes to light. You think there's like way more to it than this? Oh yeah. I think there's law breaking. I think there's a whole bunch of shit. But yeah, I it doesn't. That. It does not stop with. I don't think it stops with Grice, and and Cliff, and Jeff Fazy. I think it's. I could say I think it's within the whole organization, within all the high, like, like most of the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had people that opinion. are currently with them that keep like when I shared the video out there, like, oh, why are you bringing this up now? It's been dealt with. Grease and or Grice and uh, Maloney are gone. Are no, you like, had to write Grease? <laughs> yeah, Greasy. Um, yeah, you know, like all these people are just like harshly like coming at me for certain things i'm like look if you read any of these allegations you know and the women come out will say that only two people in a much bigger um problem have been eliminated there's so many more uh offenders like still said, working dude, for there's them there's gonna be like i said there's gonna be more there's gonna be like another evil person to take its place you know i mean who's to say it's the whole organization that's what i believe yeah. The whole organization. They didn't really do anything until allegations start coming to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they covered that's it how up. I know, that's how I know Shady. When they don't do stuff right away, that's how I know Shady this is everywhere. All right? And I think about the, the person I mentioned earlier and how that this particular person got into the higher up. You mentioned sleeping her way to the top. Well, sleeping your way to the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If this person did the shady stuff that they think that that um, I was told that they did, you know, who who's to say you know, more this ain't going on. This ain't a common occurrence. All right. I mean, I mean, and more people. There are smaller people that that have gotten accused. That's been called. That's been called out. All right, so I mean, the people, the the the, the quote unquote current members that are calling this out and saying, "Oh, I stand with the, I stand with the with the with the victims and everything." I mean, they're covering their ass. Yeah. All right, and and you know what? I'm gonna be bold and say this probably what Michael Anderson is doing. Like I said, he's playing the game. So. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, I mean, some people, like I said, playing the game, covering their ass, you know, making making themselves try to get you know the heat off of them. Hey, I'm the guy that 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 that, that defended you. I'm like, dude, mm-mm. like, dude, like I said, man, I'm 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 that n word, man. <laughs> I'm that n word. That you know, that if I that if you screw me over and I find some stuff about you, I'm gonna make it come to light. If I find out anything, anything confirmed, I'm gonna make it come to light. Because this is, I'm like saying, dude, you guys are shady. Like I said, just because you got rid of two of the big leaders, you know, all y'all was probably doing something. 
Now you probably got dirt on all y'all. There's probably some dirt on all on 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 mostly on. I ain't gonna say all y'all. I ain't gonna generalize. But there's probably some dirt on most of y'all. Yeah. Y'all mean y'all. I mean, there's See, probably some dirt. You, you can't. I mean, like, like if if one person is doing, if a couple of people, one one of the higher ups is doing this, who's to say it's not more of? Did you have something to say, Sam? I I was. I was just co- going to kind of say I I think is there anything that else that you want to cover here on air um you know any anything else in, in terms of our details one is uh hobo I can you guys hear him is he speaking cuz I can't hear him uh looks like he is it does yeah I think I might have someone off his connection. Yeah, Hobo, uh, come, uh, come on and come back real quick. Sometimes Discord does that. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to exit the voice chat and rejoin it. But if he can hear us, we'll just um, you know, put some last few words in here and wrap this up. So we're getting on three hours here. Pretty long. So uh, if there's anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to say, you know, we can do that now. Yeah, I don't think he can still hear us. Um, do you have anything else you want to ask Sam or Alex? Not, not on air. <laughs> I mean, see if he comes back real quick. But, yeah. Uh, are you there, Hobo? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. There we go. Yeah, there. Did you hear me? Now I can. Yeah, we Did couldn't there for a bit. About? Yeah, you got cut off because I think your internet connection was uh, not so strong, so we couldn't hear the last bit you were saying, but um, we were just saying that... I was talking rap- about the root of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so since we're hitting about three hours, we can just kind of wrap that up, and then we'll give some final thoughts uh, right after that. Okay, well, I'm going to finish my sentiment, or... Yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, they've been around since the beginning. They're the root of the problem. All right. I mean, they're they're the root, they're the foundation of Yao. So, if they have the problems, then that problem is probably spread out to different parts of the tree. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. So, those are my thoughts. That's why I think the whole organization needs to just like there needs to be this man banned completely. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's. It is a systemic problem that's not going to get solved by just firing two people. It's a systemic um, rape, fraud, and abuse problem. And it's pretty bad. I mean, it's extremely bad. So do you have anything else you'd like to share with us, Hobo, before we roll out here? Anything else you want to say? You know, it could be anything. No, but I mean, anybody who has the Facebook, I would say share this to the higher ups. Get in contact with the higher ups. Share this to the higher ups. Let them know. I'm, let them know I'm saying that. All right. I I want to make them angry. I want to see. I want them to talk to. Me. 
I want to see. I mean, I want. I want them to. I mean, if they get angry and they say, "Oh, we have a legit reasons," then let me hear them. So that's why. That's why I don't want to make them angry for angry's sake. I want them to exactly explain them what's going on. Sounds good. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Hobo. Um, and thank you, Sam and Alex, of course, for joining me as always in this endeavor. And we're going to keep covering this if more stuff comes out. And maybe it will in a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a year. I don't know how long it'll take, but we'll keep covering it. And anything else that comes out in terms of any scandals with any organization, specifically at the right, because we believe it's important to clean house of all the bad, of the trash, all the bad actors, uh, so that we can be a stronger, better movement. And simply to that, you know, when there's bad shit happening, I I just feel like, you know, like Alex said, you can't just sit around and just be like, oh, whatever, you know. If if you really want something to be done, if you see evil, you gotta call it out. You gotta do something about it, so. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on helping us with this, especially Hobo. You were an awesome guest and provide a great, great inside look that, you know, was very detailed. So thank you for coming on, and we'll see you guys at the next transmission. All right.